NATO has formally blamed sabotage for the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline and vowed to collectively respond with their military alliance. And members of NATO are outright saying Russia did it. So uh, we kind of know where this is going. This could be uh, the, uh, a burning of the Reichstag for our generation, or it could be nothing. I was reading about uh, Fort Sumter, and uh, one of the things said by uh, it was the Confederate general that they didn't know if that was going to be a great battle or just nothing, because we really don't know. We are in the thick of it. This could be everything or it could be nothing. So maybe World War Three. I don't know. You also have the possibility of war with China because a new report shows that China's opening police stations in foreign countries like the United States, Canada, and uh, all over Europe. I think they have about 50 police stations in, in Europe. Why? I don't know. It's, uh, they're saying it's a violation of international law. They're claiming it's to monitor their own citizens. But that means they're setting up parallel governance in other countries, even in ours. So, uh, yeah, not a good thing. And then considering the, the, the risks we face with all of this, I want to play for you a video, another video, I guess another another video, of Joe Biden getting lost and wandering around with Mr. Burns' hands, confused as they try to call out to him and stop him from wandering away. I, I, we're just, you know what, man, instead of being down about it, I think we'll order some wings, get some beers, some pizzas, and just kick back and watch some, some comedy shows or something. Joining us today are, are actually, before we get started, Head over to TimCast.com, become a member. As a member, you will be supporting our journalists who rely on your generous memberships to keep doing their jobs. That's how we support the news arm of TimCast. But as a member, you also get access to the uncensored after hours show. Those, goes up at those go up at 11 p.m. And also Cast Castle, Tales from the Inver Inverted World. And we have more shows that are currently in development. So it's going to be really, uh, really fun. And we're, uh, we're hiring more journalists all the time. So uh, support our work. Click join us over at TimCast. We're going to have that members only show up tonight at 11. Don't forget to smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us to talk about all this is Mark Owsley. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Who are you? Who are you? Well, I am Mark Owsley. Um, I am a white trash former academic, uh, host of the Unwokable podcast out of the state of Oklahoma. And, you know, I'm fighting undercover wokeness in red states. So thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. Right on. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Yeah, it's good. We also have uh, the t-shirt merchant himself, Luke Kudkowski. Hey, guys. My name is Luke Kudkowski of WeAreChanged.org. And as you know, I'm a very serious person. And I wanted to, once again, fully, really now uh, apologize for my antics the last few days. They were very unprofessional. It wasn't It wasn't right for me to say all those things, the, the Bill Gates move, boom moves. And again, I promise I'll be I'll be a lot more serious from now on. The shirt I'm wearing right now is also very serious. It reads, in a world filled of lies, truth is always a conspiracy. You could get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Your jersey's crooked behind you. Oh, sorry. Let me get that really quickly here. Hold on. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, there it is. There. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that good right now? Yeah, get this man a better. flute. That looks better. <laughs> That looks great. Really good looking. As I often Thank mention, there you. are people who are just listening to this, like not watching the video, and they're like, it just went watch. quiet. I have no idea what's happening. You should definitely watch the video narrator. The video experience. Yeah, we, we need to get like someone with like a really deep voice. <laughs> and he there was a big button. turns. 
The curves were, were giant, out of this world. Gigantic butt cheeks <laughs> knock over a bottle as he turns to straighten the jersey. Thank you, Luke Rukowski. Yes. Thank you. Also, I'm back after a night off, um, desperately just suffering along with these people in, in Florida, I'm sure. I mean, not the way they are, unfortunately or unfortunately, but man, I, I feel some pain down there. I tried. I meditated. It's just, I mean, what can you do? It's a hurricane and... Pretty devastating. I'm gonna roll a twenty-sided die, see what kind of recovery I can bring to this evening. I got a, I got a nine. Ooh. Maybe it's a six. Sad. Well, either way, the night's gonna get hotter. We're gonna so, say nine. Yeah. So bundle yeah, nine's up. Better. Yeah. Nine's better. <laughs> bundle up like Gavin Newsom in the middle of a heat wave. That's right. Well, tonight's show is off to a great start. Thank you for joining us, Mark. I'm very excited to talk about what we have to talk about tonight. Let's get going. Here's the first story we got from the Wall Street Journal. NATO formally blames sabotage for Nord Stream pipeline damage. Military Alliance says it would be prepared to defend its infrastructure from attacks in a ratcheting up of tensions between Russia and the West. It's a little bit worse than that. They said... NATO said the series of leaks in the Nord Stream pipelines between Russia and Europe were the result of sabotage and that attacks on its members' infrastructure would be met with a collective response from the military alliance. So let's just say, they're, they, they, I'm assuming they're not talking about Nord Stream, but they, may, they might be because Germany relies on it. But it's a weird thing because I'm trying to figure out what they're trying to say. Okay, are they blaming Russia for it directly? No, but several member states are. If they are, it's very weird that they're like, our adversary's infrastructure was blown up and we'll retaliate yeah. if someone blows up our infrastructure. It's like, uh, it sounds like you blew it up and now you're worried they're going to blow up yours. So I don't know, World War Three or what, what do you think? It's it's not a good ge geopolitical situation for everyone involved here. Everyone's going to lose. Everyone's going to suffer. The people of Europe are going to go without energy. Russia is, of course, already dealing with a lot of consequences because of the war. The U.S. Embassy just announced that any American in Russia should leave immediately. Putin is also set to annex large parts of Ukraine, which is going to set the groundwork for a possible nuclear attack on territory that now he claims is his. And, and, and again, it's a messy situation. It's a very complex situation. We should be calling for de-escalation. And sadly, all we're seeing on the corporate media is escalation, putting more fuel on the fire, which is dangerous for everyone and stupid, in my opinion. It, it looks like uh, Vladimir Putin may go with the Zap Brannigan, uh, Zap Brannigan strate strategy. Are you guys familiar with this? No, 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 no. Oh, it's, it's where he sends wave after wave of his own men just into the onslaught until it completely overwhelms. Now, that's a joke, right? But that's actually yeah. the traditional Russian strategy. It is. So Historically. Right. Mm -hmm. So during World War II, uh, so this is amazing. I've got a Soviet, um, what is it called? I think it's called the P-64. I could be wrong. I don't know if you know this. It's Polish. And it was uh, from the Cold, uh, Cold War. It is a small, it's a nine millimeter Makarov. It's a handgun. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, ergonomical only for your right hand, which is Okay, I guess. It's not inclusive. And nobody ever wants to use it at the range. You know why? It bites into yes. your head. It hurts. Ugh. And so it's, it's, it's fun to have these Soviet bullets, these macro bullets. But the thing is, when they were making guns, they were like, they don't care if it hurts. They don't care if it's made of crap. They're just going to make a ton of them and crank them out and give them to everybody and say, go for it. So they, ma I, th I think the story was in World War II, they mass produced a whole bunch of garbage tanks. Mm -hmm. And then Germany was like, we're going to make really good tanks that were really hard to make. And then Russia just stormed through with all of them blowing up. And they're like, more is better. So, yeah, it looks like as much as I can joke about Futurama, with, all, with the conscription of 300,000 men and the reporting that he could even bring it up to, uh, up to a million, seems like the annexing of the territory strategy is going to be, okay, how many Ukrainians are there? Screw it. Just send 300,000 guys there and, mm -hmm. and we'll win. Yep. That, well, that's all it takes. Overwhelming force. That's always been Russia's main 
main way of doing things, and th they have very little care for human life in general. Well, and that's that's what we've seen from Putin over and over and over again. That's what it, we've seen from almost every government. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. But especially the Russians, yeah. especially the Soviets. That's I mean, when Stalin was just you know mass murdering people mass taking people starvation he didn't care about the people he didn't care about the people on the ground it's what his overall goal was because it's the, it's, it's true but i just don't think that's unique that's true you know i mean Barack obama blew a bunch of kids yeah it's not the same as you know holodom or anything like that yeah so there's certainly people who are substantially worse that i understand but i just think you know governments this is what they do. You know, well, World War One was pure attrition. It was just trench it, warfare yes, against machine but guns. I, but I think the but also in World War One they used to cut underground underground cables and and mess with each other's infrastructure. So we have to understand that this was an act of war. What are going to be the larger ramifications of it, or something that is dangerous for everyone? Escalations. Sorry, yes. I cut you no, off. No, no, it's okay. No, I, I just think the higher you get up in the in the escalon of things, high atop the thing, the less you care about the people below you because you don't see them, you don't deal with them, you don't you don't see what they're uh, doing on the ground, you don't see their families, you don't see that they can't pay their bills, that they can't get groceries, they can't get gas. I mean, it it's all it, to varying levels of degrees. But as you get higher up in in power, that's. That's how people tend to look at it. I think about that with like the opioid crisis too. I, I hear a lot about people yes. and like, oh, and his wife got addicted to opioids and then she died. And, and part of me is like, wow, how, how stupid she was. And then I realize like, if that was my family member and you see someone suffering from drug addiction, mm -hmm. it's no, it's like one of the most suffer, like gut-wrenching, horrible, painful experiences because it's so helpless feeling. Well, but that's especially true because my, both of my parents passed from no opioid addiction. We didn't know that that's what it was back then. You, they, we got to remember where we were at that point. When when my parents were taking OxyContin, it was because the doctor gave it to them. Yeah. And yeah. and and so we didn't know that they were addicted to those drugs. We didn't know that it's basically synthetic heroin that you know you can abuse at any given point. And so we thought it was helping them, but it was really killing them, right? And so we have to remember where we were in history at that point. We look back on it now. Of course, we know it's an opioid crisis. Of course, we know. But the pharmaceutical companies know. But they were high atop the thing, right? They didn't care about the people on the ground. They were making their money. I'm looking at, you know, it's funny because we talk, we, we talk about civil war, the potential for civil war quite a bit. And now the lead story we have is that NATO is basically saying we will respond as a collective. I mm -hmm. mean, this, this, is, this is the door being knocked on of the NATO military alliance saying we will go to war with Russia. Yeah. But inside the United States, we have a decrepit, decaying, demented old man as a president. No one, most people don't even believe he's in charge. We've got an opioid crisis. We've got a, a, a economic collapse. The market's tanking. It's uh, I don't know where this is going. But but but, but, but uh, I don't. I, is it bad? But, but no, Tim. Absolutely not. We have a great vice president in Kamala Harris. She's a very strong, <laughs> very thoughtful, very intelligent leader that just signed an official alliance with North Korea. North Korea will now be fighting officially <laughs> on our side, according to the vice president of the United States well, with her on. statements uh, earlier on today. So. In the White House transcript, they struck the word no. North. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Wait, did we actually, did she actually sign some sort of no, 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 no. She officially, no. She, okay, let me explain this. You, you want to explain this? Go ahead. No, well, she, she was giving a speech in front of, in front of some cameras, and she said that we have, we have great partners with North Korea. Like, we are great partners with North Korea. And I, I think it was, it, it was more than that. It yeah. was? Yeah, she said something like a strong military oh, yes. ally. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like, she it meant, was like, 
She meant to say South yes, Korea. Yes, she did. Yes, she, but you still don't have to strike that from the record. They struck it. Uh, a, that, there's, that, a, there's a line through it. <laughs> I think, I think. This is what people are posting on Twitter. I need to fact check it, but you know. Yeah, well, but, I, yeah. You, should, what do you, do? you shouldn't be striking that. You shouldn't. I think it was uh, Daniel Turner, actually, who tweeted it out because he mentioned that uh, in the past, they've actually outright altered the transcript. Remember when Biden mm-hmm. said, repeat the line? Yes. They, they were like, he said, let me repeat the line. No, he didn't. No. We all heard him. Well, I, oh, well, I saw that Kareem Jean-Pierre podcast, I was going to call it. That one clip where they're like, the reporters are really getting concerned with Biden's mental health. They're like, dude, okay. But he, you know, he did say top of mind about no, he a did, dead person. He or, did say, where is he, the dead he person? He did keep asking for someone that had, was dead, thinking they were in the room, like, what is going on? Well, at least he has an excuse, though. That's that's what scares me about Kamala Harris. It's like, okay, at least it, Biden's is an older man, right? He's obviously doing a very hard job. It's not hard to be vice president, okay? I mean, uh, many have said it's not worth the, you know, pissing a boot, you know, right? It's it's not a hard job, but she still has these very she can't speak correctly. You know, you know, you me, know? My, me, my really like is the um, um, ah, what's that? What's that show uh, where? It, impractical jokers or something like what, what's yeah yeah yes. they're all laughing yes. the guys backstage looking yeah, at the screen one. making another guy do something yeah through, so uh, like yeah. we we need to make a meme of kareen jean pierre and then it's the guys <laughs> like okay now just say a bunch of random words and then she talks and then it's them laughing because like she's a master she, of improv she, she that's just why we keeps hired her. saying random things and you're like I, I look i know the whole thing's a spectacle but like Going up there and not saying proper sentences is yes. just a chat. It, it makes move. me angry, and it's, I gotta control no, my anger. It's a total chat all, move. All she every day. All she would have had to say to get past that was go. The president meets a lot of people. The president is talking to a lot of people. He didn't remember uh, that that maybe she had passed away in that moment. That's uh, all that's she would have much. had to she say. She could have just said. He clearly misspoke. Yes. What more if, do you want? If she, she made an like, accident, accidents happen. If she was like, yeah, yeah I don't know what's wrong with them. Would she be fired the next day? <laughs> yeah. But, but, <laughs> I don't know. What, they, they can't speak but, the but, truth. But, but wait, yeah. like, you, you understand, Ian, like phrasing it that way is actually like one of the worst possible ways right. to phrase it. Yeah, but right. would she be fired? Is my, would she like the next day, would they have a new speaker if, if she was, if no. she did that or well, No, no, because she was, you know. It would be one of the greatest the days in American history. I know. She should get honest for a minute and save the republic. Could you imagine if someone, a reporter was like, uh, just today, the president called out to a deceased geo representative. Why would he do that? And she went, something's wrong with him. Yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm running for president one day. Yeah. yeah. That's why I feel like a, a press secretary, Michael Malice, would be so much fun. Oh, yes. Because he'd just say, like, something's wrong with him. You know, you <laughs> asked if, expect? like, World War Three and Civil War, this, these World War Three and Civil War, the, during World War One, the Russians had a civil war. So, like, it can be both at once. That's really mm-hmm. what concerns me, that if some crazy war breaks out overseas in Europe and Asia, as if we think it's going to stay there, that then there would be chaos internally. It's like, dude, you saw that the communist revolution brought a, a century of murder and decay mm-hmm. and then a split up into what they have now, which is no Baltic or Black Sea access. Like, they've had to fight to try and get back access to the Mediterranean because after the Soviet Union was split up, whoever the oligarchs were that chose who got what said, no, Russia's not going to get Sevastopol. It's, they're too strong. We want to block them off from the Mediterranean. But Russia did have, uh, they, they, they have a naval base there. And so they were like, okay, this is part of Ukraine, but we don't care that Russia uses it and people there speak Russian. 
That's why Russia moved in and take it when Ukraine was was uh, entertaining joining the EU or NATO. And they're trying to give Donbass make it uh, autonomous. At least this is what Dave Smith was saying on Rogan was the the word on the street when they were negotiating a peace deal. Ukraine and Russia is like we're going to make Donbass the eastern version of Ukraine autonomous. I don't know if that means give it back to Russia, keep no, it as no. Ukrainian, make it its own state, yeah. make it independent, and no NATO troops in Ukraine as predecided before 2014. After the fall of the Soviet Union, it was decided we're not going to put NATO forces on Russia's border because now Russia's good now. Now that the mm-hmm. Soviet Union's gone, they can be a federation and work with us. And um, tell me but about NATO's, it. But NATO's just been expanding. Yeah. And, and now they're now they're now Finland potentially joining. So it's funny because I was reading one article and it said Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, that's just an opinion piece. Right. Like unprovoked. You can argue that NATO expansion was a provocation. You can argue it wasn't. You can argue whether or not a country wants to join NATO. Russia still has no right to invade Ukraine. But there's certainly, I, I don't know if provocation is the right word, but there are reasons behind why yeah. these things are happening. Yeah, this, is like, a, this is a complicated matter that goes back decades and has been escalating slowly and surely. And, and many people saw everything coming. Many people saw the writing on the walls. Uh, Putin is set to give a speech tomorrow specifically about this uh, particular event, about his annexation of now more Ukrainian territory as his troops look like they're also losing in a very important key city of Lyman right now. And it's also important to note here uh, from a lot of the videos and a lot of the photos, some of it is propaganda, but it doesn't look like the Russians are having a lot of military success inside of Ukraine. And when you look at the photos, when you look at the videos, it's, it's overwhelmingly uh, a lot of Russian hardware being destroyed. So, you know, just seeing that just just highlights, you know, the situation is getting desperate. This is a complicated situation. We don't know who to believe. Everyone's lying from each side here. There's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of propaganda. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he will announce tomorrow as I will be keeping a, a, keeping a very close eye on it well and there's a lot of money being made by replenishing everything that's being blown up yeah you know and that's that's that there's a that comes down to it man it's always hey how can we get more and more stuff in there more and more billions of dollars worth of munitions so we can put more and more in there when it gets blown up that's when we're talking about this pipeline my first thought was cia second thought was corporations like the the corporations that are profiting off of the war Mm -hmm. right the the so this new baltic pipeline Whoever is running gas through there has a real good interest in, sh- in, in taking away leverage from Russia. But I, w- I want to say one last thing on, on, on this. You know, look, right now we're dealing with a whole lot in this country with the, with the hurricane. And uh, there's a lot of damage down there. So that's why it's very, very important that uh, we have a, a, a decisive president who takes the initiative and sends tremendous relief to Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The billions of dollars over there, it's going to do, yeah. it's going to do great for all of the uh, uh, suffering Americans because, you know, while they're down in Florida— looking at their lives being completely destroyed, in their hearts, they will be warmed knowing that Ukrainians have guns. Well, that's that's equity, right? Yeah. I mean, it's global equity, but it's still equity, right? And also, you know, uh, surface-to-air missiles, which are finding their way on their black market. So, you know, that's that's also really nice to have all over Europe with fully automatic machine guns also hitting the black market all over Europe, which is absolutely crazy to send so much money, so much weapons with no accountability at all. I'm going to pull up this story here from U.S. News. Fears about World War III are growing amid Russia-Ukraine war. Survey finds. Gee, I wonder why. Well, the Pope said we are in World War III. But this is interesting stuff. They said uh, Russia. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Russia's unprovoked war with Ukraine. And I'm just like, is this an op-ed or is it a survey? 
Okay. The provocation for people to get reference is like if Russia had a military base, and this is what Dave Smith said again, in Montreal, and they were just, they, they took it over, and then they were establishing military forces and, and long-range missiles in Montreal. And then for us to go in and, and be like, no, 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 we're taking it back, we're liberating it. That would have been, and to say that it was unprovoked of us to go back into, Mon- to go into Montreal when Russia had been building up there, that's prov- provocation. <laughs> Well, right. What well, let's, use... let, I want to read okay, the story. They say in a survey of more than 70,000 people across the world, three quarters of respondents agreed with the statement. I fear we are moving closer to World War Three. The findings are called from the U.S. News and World Report. Best country survey. Yada, yada. It's from April 30th to July 13th. This survey was done before all of this went down. The craziest part is this. 80% of those in five countries, Indonesia, South Korea, Spain, Thailand, and the U.S., believed that we are heading towards a global war. Those surveyed within the age range of 25 to 35 were the most fearful, with 76% worrying about nations moving closer to another global conflict. So, you know, what what I think about when I see this, we we always read history and it's condensed. And now we don't know which direction things will go. But I suppose the question I have is, are things de-escalating? The nope. answer, the answer yeah. is a resounding no, no, especially with NATO saying we will, as a collective, respond to an attack on our infrastructure, which here's what I think. It sounds like what they're saying. NATO forces, Western forces, Western uh, aligned interest, uh, interests destroyed the pipeline. And that statement was, Russia, if you retaliate, we will go to war with you. That's exactly what it was. And, and and them trotting out Biden having said this just a, a few months ago that if, if they invade Ukraine, we're going to get the pipeline, they, they can point it right back at us. And he, he gave them that's another example of have, yep. not having a president that knows what he's saying when he's saying well, it. Yeah. Well, well, before, uh, you know, the president said it, uh, the deputy secretary of state, Victoria Newland, yes. said this. I just did a video about her. She's a fascinating human being. She's known as the kind of uh, the, the lady of the neoconservatives, Miss Dick Cheney Light. She served under uh, Dick Cheney during the Iraq war. She had her hand in almost every single U.S. global intervention in the past 30 years. And she said in January that if Russia invades Ukraine, Russia will not be having the North Stream 2 pipeline. One then, way or another, she yeah. said. Mm. Uh, and then, and then uh, Biden came out and, and I think made that particular statement uh, that, that you're referring to. No, 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 no. Newland said one way or another, there will not be a Nord Stream pipeline. And, uh, and Joe Biden said there will not be a, a Nord Stream if Russia invades Ukraine. Then the a reporter follows up and says, how will you do this? It's controlled by Germany. And he says, uh, I, w- I promise you we will get it done. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he smirks. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and this is earlier this year, right, right before the invasion, right before the war. And even Salon came out and wrote an article saying how appointing Victoria Newland to Obama's foreign policy team was, quote, a really bad idea if she's going to be a key player in his foreign policy because it's a high risk to everyone. So even Salon, even leftist news organizations were saying, hey, Please, let's not appoint her to positions of power because this is going to lead to chaos. This is going to lead to war. She literally had her hand in almost every single conflict the last 30 years. And for her 
to to still be calling the shots. She's also known as the lady that was organizing protests and working as a diplomat overseeing the Ukrainian revolution in 2014. I did a full video about this. It, it's fascinating to see her hand in this entire conflict from the very beginning, pushing the envelope. And I think we're we're reaching a situation where that envelope is about to fall off of the table uh, because she is really going for it when it comes to instituting American policy that has put us on this pathway since 2014 that is extremely dangerous for everyone here. Here's, here's a question that I have when it comes to this stuff. Is it worth war with Russia? Question. What do you think? Is, is, is any, any of this worth the potential of a nuclear war? No. no. None of it's worth it to us. Now, hold on. So let me ask you a question. Let's uh, localize the conflict. Wokeness. All right. Uh, we're in a culture war, something that we are particularly worried about. Is it worth the culture war to stop what they're doing to kids and the indoctrination? Yes. Even if it leads to civil war. Even if it leads to civil war. Well, if, we, if, if we are looking down the barrel of overt civil war, is there a point where you would say, I accept I am willing to lay down my arms to prevent war, knowing that it means the woke people will win and their gender ideology and the things that happen happening with kids will ten, increase tenfold. Would, would you lay down, you know? No. I, well, I think I think when you're talking about innocence, when you're talking about innocent children and, and what what I, adults want to go to, the simple, then, then there's a line there. You know, there's, my, a, there's a moral line where you can say, no, I'm not right, going to so, pick up my arms. Right. right? So my, my, my point is not to in any way insinuate people should be fighting. They shouldn't be. Right. It's a question of when, when, when we localize the issues that yeah. we care about, when we think about it in the context of something that we're directly, you know, more directly concerned about. We as people, um, you know, living and working in the United States and very focused on domestic issues, we don't know the full scale of the war. What we do know is that I don't want to die for whatever BS they're working on with Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. The issue, I suppose, is understanding that feeling you have of I will not, I will not back down in this culture war and in, in, in this political battle with what the left is doing with all this woke ideology stuff. They won't. The same is true for what the U.S. and Russia are doing. It's 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 a question that you can go to Western intelligence and say. Is it really worth it? Why don't you just let Russia do their thing? Because otherwise we have nuclear war. And they're going to say, we will not stand for this. Russia will be asked the same question. Absolutely not. We will never lay down our arms. And then it's just dominoes falling over where you and everyone ends up losing. It's a pissing contest. Everyone just covered in piss. But what, what is the U.S. goal here? I mean, because I think I think the Russian goal is at least a bit more plainly clear. They don't want to see, just like they agreed to in 2014, a buildup in Ukraine, right? Where oh, that way, we agree it's way to, more complicated. You know? Well, I know, I know it's more complicated. Russia, I mean, Russia's trying to rebuild the Soviet Union, basically. They're trying yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. But what is, and so the goal of the United States is to keep that from happening, right? And, and, and partly because Gazprom controls most of the pipelines yeah. going into Europe. You think they really want yeah. the Soviet Union back again? Oh, Putin's talked about it. Yeah, he, he, he just we just went and sat down with um. He has. Who was he sitting down with? And he was like, he said something like, remember who you uh, work for or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. He, he, Putin also sees NATO as a legitimate threat against Russia and its people as well, of course. as well as trying to bring back the old kind of Soviet empire as well. So we have to understand that. Also, the larger geopolitical picture is complicated because of the new energy exploration mm -hmm. that has been done in the southern coast of Ukraine that has found that Ukraine could soon become a major, major petrostate. If Ukraine becomes a major petrostate, the one leverage that Russia has in all of Europe is totally gone. They will have a competitor 
on its doorsteps that will also house a lot of its troops that they see as someone that will potentially invade them in the future. So uh, there's a lot of things happening here behind the scenes. There's a lot of things geopolitically, also with energy policy that people need to understand. And it's far more complicated than just unprovoked attacked. It's not right. just that. There's a freedom lot fries. more involved here. They hate us for our freedom. Exactly. I, I think the goal is like global security. If you had to ask, what's the U.S. goal here? Not as much. Not the, the number one top goal isn't just prevent the Soviet Union from forming. It's global security. And part of doing that is to prevent a Soviet Union. But honestly, we need to police ourselves and we can do that with Russia as a federation of states of people like they're just people like us. They have a red, white and blue flag. They, they broke up a crazy dictocratic state, uh, just like we got out of the, the kingdom of England. Uh, we're in this together. We're not. We are as people on Earth breathing the same air and drinking the you same have, water. You have people who fundamentally view the world differently than each other, and there is no reconciling. Well, it. that will always be the case. That and we that's, view and it that's, differently. The but question the reconciliation is: is you, we just want, live, you live, you just deal with it. That's what do, we've done for 250 years. No, in this you country. don't. Right now, there are Uyghur uh, concentration camps in China. We do not lay down and accept what China but is I doing mean, to these people. For, we they do. Are, we are. No, yeah, I mean, we have for yes, like a decade. The United States is 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 doing what they can, I suppose, without with with trying to avoid war. This is the point I'm trying to make with even civil war in the United States. We don't want to fight. Yeah. We don't want people to die, but we need this to stop. So we're constantly clashing with opposing forces that view the world fundamentally differently than we do. And there is no just stopping and saying, you know what, we're all people, China. Why don't you just right. forcibly rape those women and well, force their abortions? Well, you gotta learn abortions. the language first. This whole America first thing is ridiculous. This whole line of demarcation calling us the West, it's all British centric. Like, come on, you gotta learn Russian and, and Mandarin if we, wanna, if we wanna peacefully resolve this stuff. Well, th that is, there is a good point there because I, name, name a, chi a Chinese diplomat that doesn't know English. You know what I mean? That, that that's something I've always thought about. When you're when you're talking about speaking, uh, I I worked with Chinese students, for example. They knew exactly what I was saying, when I was saying it, how I was saying it, the connotation, you know, the the things behind it. And when they would speak, nothing. And and when they would try to translate some of their things, uh, some of the things they would say in their language to me, I couldn't quite get what they were saying, and they knew it. And that 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 is that is a good point that we need to maybe branch out at least our understanding of what other languages we're speaking, so we can make an attempt at least to try to understand where they're coming from. But that doesn't mean we can accept ever that that you know uh, atrocities that that are that's like going on in China with with the Uyghurs and with the, the women that they abuse and with, I mean, there's the videos of them general. running over, running over old women in, in, in tanks and things like it, that. It's, it's just, but, it's, but at the same time, you know, the Chinese are answering back like, okay, you're making these accusations against concentration camps. What about what you did in Gitmo? What about the CIA rendition programs? And we're seeing Chinese diplomats answer, answer that back. And at least American policy should exemplify and practice the principles that it preaches to bring onto other people. And then those are, arguments would be more legitimate. But of course, there is a lot of criticism when it comes to foreign policy, when it comes to the military industrial complex, when it comes to corporations and private industries that have been creating massive amounts of human rights violations, especially in Yemen, especially all over the, uh, the, the Middle East, that again, should be called out as well, stopped immediately if we're going to be lecturing other countries about human rights. But rest easy, my good friend Luke, because right now we can all huddle up to the warm bosom of Joe Biden, knowing that with his strength, America will not be defeated. Like uh, this video, for instance, from Disclosed TV. Let me just uh, make sure the audio is configured properly, which it's not. And then we'll play this video for you. Okay, thank you.
Thank you. <laughs> okay, let me try that again. Thank you. So look at look at look over here. Look at this. Thank you. Uh oh. Oh no. Where's he gone? <laughs> Run away. It looks like an episode of The Office. Yes. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Man, you really could. This, this really could be a sitcom. It's kind of like Veep or something. Well, somebody's so, got to make fun of it sometime soon in a in a formal way. But look, here, 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 I, have a, I, have a, I have a legitimate question. See his hands. Look at Mr. Look, look at. Uh, oh yeah, Mr. you President. tweeted this out yes. earlier. This is great. See his hands. I, I remember, you know, when I'm a kid, Mr. Burns, mm. he walks around with his hands like this, and I thought it was just like that's Mr. Burns. It's something funny. And you see Joe Biden doing this. I'm like, is that something that people actually do when they get old? Maybe it's like a, a balance issue. Because if their arms are swinging at the sides, you lose balance easier, maybe. maybe. And so they keep them maybe. nice and tight to the I chest. I have seen this in old people. Yes, It's kind of weird, right? I never thought about it until just now, but they definitely walk like a little... Well, maybe they could catch themselves if yeah. they fall. It's like, it's like, 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 like Mr. President yeah. thought he was about to topple. Well, I remember, I remember, <laughs> remember he fell trying to grab the dog's tail, right? Right, and yeah. hurt himself. Oh, yeah, well, you know, so, I mean, he maybe no. learned his lesson, <laughs> yeah. you know? He's got to be really careful. Yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, to get serious, I would just like to apologize for the joke opening the segment because, no, we are not going to rest easy with this president. You know, look, man. When I wake up to the news that NATO is like, yeah, that was sabotage and we will destroy our enemies. Well, they didn't say it like that. But, you know, they said they'll collectively retaliate. I'm like, this is a major historical moment where the NATO military alliance says formally that we will enter the war against you. And like, we know what that means. And I'm just like, and Joe Biden is the president. And I'm thinking of videos like this. There's the video where, remember when he was like doing the cornholio thing on CNN? There's all the gibberish words. And... You know, for a while, the media kept trying to act like he was fine. Mm-hmm. And these left activists and these Democrat activists were like, he's totally sharp. He's totally with it. It's, it's Trump who's crazy. And they can't anymore. Now we have the funny thing is not only is Joe Biden's brain not working, but the reporters try talking to Karine Jean-Pierre and she just says a bunch of random words. And now it's like at a certain point, I think regular people and these journalists are kind of like, I don't think anybody's at work. Right. Like, I, I don't. It's like imagine you go to a, a, an Applebee's. And you walk in and there's just like nobody. And you're like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, sup? And you're like, I'm hungry. And they're like, cool. That's good. Uh, <laughs> this is, are you open? No. <laughs> you, okay, you'd leave, right? But this is the government. This is our country at a time of an escal- escalating towards war with potentially China, with Russia, an economic collapse. But you know what? You know what? I can probably, I, I, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse here. Maybe the issue is. The reason we're close to war with Russia and China and there's an economic collapse is because this man is our president. It is. Yes, and it's it not just, it could have been a lot of different people that would have gotten us here, but he's one of them. And it's because his kids in, working in Burisma in Ukraine, it's some energy company. He was heavily involved with Obama during the coup in 2014 in Ukraine that, where they tried to get the Ukraine to go side with America and the liberal economic order instead of Russia very explicitly. This is old Colbert. Uh, this is great. This came up on the Dave Smith, Joe Rogan episode again. And I don't have the guy's name. Uh, this old, you know what, I'm going to look into this and pull up the name in a little bit. But they, they've been planning this for like two decades at the very least. At the, oh, at the yeah. very least. And, and Biden has been involved in it since the beginning, or at least since the Obama administration. I, 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 and there's too much I'm for him sorry. to lose. If it gets found out how much he's been involved putting his son on the board of an energy company to get ever, to get their them to switch sides in the 
The information is out there. The information is out there and it's there for plain. I just can't imagine my my father and my grandfather allowing this. That's that's what's really ticking me off about this. We're, we're allowing this to happen. We're allowing this bumbling, you know, systemic problem throughout the, the upper echelons of our government. And we just look at it and it's like, yeah, you know, why not? Ultimately, we're the ones that are supposed to hold these people accountable. And I see none of that from the media, uh, or not none, but not near as much as you, as you should have. And wh why are we allowing this? Let me give you one of my favorite Wikipedia articles of all time. It is the <laughs> Biden-Ukraine conspiracy theory oh. article. Let me read for you this opening line. The Biden-Ukraine conspiracy theory is a series of false claims centered on the baseless allegations. Oh, they said false and baseless. Thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, that while Joe Biden was vice president, the U.S., he engaged in corrupt activities relating to the employment of his son, Hunter Biden, by the Ukrainian gas company Burisma. They were spread primarily in an attempt to damage Joe Biden's reputation during the 2020 presidential campaign. U.S. intelligence community analysis released in March 2021 found the proxies of Russian intelligence promoted and laundered misleading and unsubstantiated narratives about the Bidens to U.S. media organizations, U.S. officials and prominent U.S. individuals, including some close to the former president, former President Trump. His administration. Now, over here on the right is a picture. It says, Victor Shokin, one of the primary subjects of the conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory alleges that then Vice President Joe Biden withheld loan guarantees to pressure Ukraine into firing Shokin to prevent a corruption investigation into Burisma and to protect his son, Hunter Biden. Let's slow down real quick and break down what's wrong with this paragraph. We'll go step by step. Victor Shokin, prosecutor, he exists. He is, in fact, subject of the story. All right, next sentence. It alleges then Vice President Joe Biden withheld loan guarantees. He did. On video. On video <laughs> bragging about how he did. Sure next. Did. They say to pressure Ukraine into firing Shokin. He did. It's on video. Him saying, so SOB, guy gets fired. They say to prevent a corruption investigation into Burisma, full stop. It did. The firing of Victor Shokin, which Joe Biden bragged about, did result in the ending of, I think, 12 active investigations. Check Matt Taibbi's reporting on this. Mm -hmm. we, we all knew it was happening. Now, there's a question of, did Joe Biden pressure Ukraine into firing Victor Shokin? Yes, he did. But did he do it specifically to stop this corruption investigation? That we don't know. But it did stop the corruption investigation. How about that? They call it a conspiracy theory by injecting 1% into the story intent. What mm -hmm. we know is Biden did threaten to withhold illegally, I might add, loan guarantees, did get the prosecutor fired. The firing of the prosecutor did result in an end to investigations into Burisma. And that did have the added effect of protecting Hunter Biden. Now, I call that plain and simple a conflict of interest. That alone warrants, in my opinion, some kind of inquiry, investigation or hearing to get to the bottom of how that happened. Because there is a question of the intent. But you know what? I don't know his intent. To call that whole thing a conspiracy theory, what you're actually saying to me is it's probably true and you're terrified that we found out. Mm -hmm. What would happen if it was Donald Trump and his sons doing business <laughs> no, with I got I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm triggered, Luke. Go ahead. <laughs> Donald Trump sees the video on Twitter of Joe Biden being like, SOB got fired. And so Donald Trump's on the phone with the president of Ukraine like, what is this video? I mean, read the transcripts. Hilarious. He's like, what's this video about withholding guarantee? Why don't you look into this? And they impeached him over it. Yep. Yep. He accidentally discovered a quid pro quo. So they blamed him for the quid pro quo and then claimed he was trying to dig up dirt on his president, on his political rival, even though Joe Biden wasn't running for office at the time. And that's a preemptive narrative. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, amazing. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a preemptive narrative. It's accusing your enemy of what it is that you are doing. Mm -hmm. 
and 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 they use that just to keep just to keep themselves out of out of the limelight because by the time you get back to them by the time you figure out yeah you were you were the ones actually doing what you accused all of it it's like my my father used to say this it, it's a really good analogy you know if you burn your hand on an iron it hurts really really bad the first time but if you do it 50 times eventually you can't feel it anymore true you know and that's and that's that's exactly what they do with this stuff and they do it to protect corrupt people and it's it's plainly visible i just wish that we could you know get some of the feeling back in our calloused uh, minds on these subjects and and do something about it. I got the name. This guy's name is. Oh, well, you got to grab your microphone. Gideon Rose on Stephen Colbert Report back in the day. There's a video of Gideon Rose on the Colbert Report talking about the plan to get Ukraine away from Russia and take it to the United States. This is like in 2008, 2009, and it is so overt. He's blatantly like, "Yes, think of it as like." They're the Robin to to Russia's Batman, and we got to get Robin to be on our side and not on Batman's side. So he's basically saying we're the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> good like call. That. I guess we're the Scarecrow. Unless yeah. you want to argue like we're Green Lantern, or no, we're 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 Green Arrow, and we want Robin to join us but, and be our new Speedy. But also, uh, just to come back to the original topic of this story, I, I think Joe Biden is definitely putting his hand in the cookie jar. He's definitely profiting off of this, but I don't think he's calling the shots here. I think this has been going on way before Biden became president of the United States. I think there are shadowy powers behind the scenes instituting a lot of these plans, and I don't think Biden's in, in charge. He, he made a he made a statement in Poland uh, a couple of months ago saying Putin could, can't stay in power. The White House had to walk it back and said and said he didn't mean what he said. He said recently we're going to defend Taiwan. The White House had to make a statement saying no, we don't actually stand by that. Whatever Biden says, the White House corrects him on. Who's correcting him? Who's making sure that the policies of the United States are not the policies of the commander in chief? There is something else behind the scenes organizing, orchestrating a lot of this and him being senile, him being old, I think it's all a show, it's all a play so he could be the fall guy for the larger agenda that's being shoved down everyone's throat but why did obama make him why did obama put ukraine in his portfolio though you know what because i mean he when he was connections vice, with vice his sons. because he was known even well did he have he, those connections before he was vice president or did he make those connections because he was well vice he was president? also on the senate intelligence committee he was also yeah. a longtime senator so he had his hands in a lot of foreign policy yeah. in a lot of contracts in a lot of business dealings between china and all these other kazakhstan countries all throughout the world so so he was a, a man who of course had intelligence connections and had his hands everywhere yeah. But it looks like Burisma was very pro-Russia before the yes. Ukraine flipped in 2014. And so the way for Burisma to be like, hey, America, we want to be on your side. They were like, we'll just take like the, our point man. Their point man was Biden. He was the guy. We'll just take his son on our board. And that way we'll make sure we're on the up and up. We'll we'll profit. Wasn't up there a former CIA director? Or yeah, something? And, and a CIA guy was on there, too. Yeah. On Burisma's board. Yeah, that was their way of 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 snuggling up to the to the United States after the revolution you can mm -hmm. call it um luke i think you're right that biden's not calling the shots like we think he is or that a lot of people think he is and trump wasn't either he would he tried to get the troops out of the middle east i think out of syria particularly and they did what they call shell games where the military is like yeah we have they were lying to him about the numbers yep. of troops mm -hmm. so he's like okay then i guess we've reached our number of, of withdrawals they're like yeah that's right that's right and they weren't doing what they were told well oh, okay it was a former director of counter-terror joseph kofer black who was uh i believe he was on the board 
He was yes, he was on the board. So I I I think he's the CIA guy. I don't think it was a director or anything. Well, and I'm going back to your point of the uh, Biden. Oh, he was director of counterterrorism specifically. Okay. Sorry. Go, going back to your point of Biden being kind of the 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 shell guy. You know, I just keep going back in my mind to that to Obama saying, you know, if I could just have a third term where I wasn't taking all the the arrows and I could just put somebody up there, do all the you know take all the the crap that I got for all these years and just make the decisions behind the scenes that's what I would really like to do I just keep going back to that and it makes very it makes a lot of sense with yeah what but, you said but Obama wasn't that, that big of a war hawk when that's it came true. to Ukraine he, well, he was he was, was that, afraid to send lethal weapons to Ukraine. But, but was that because he didn't want to be or is it because he couldn't be um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm not in his mind, but, yeah. but we know he was very soft uh, yeah. on Ukraine comparatively to a lot of the other neoconservative hawkish policies that were pushed on by previous and predecessor administrations that were more heavy handed and escalated tensions even more than he did. Yeah. Uh, but, but he even when he came out of office said, I, I regret being so uh, hawkish. He, he regretted the drone strikes. So, so again, I'm not trying to give him any favors. I thought he was a horrible president, just like every president, just like every politician, because I don't trust any government. Right. I don't trust any politicians. And I think naturally people shouldn't be trusting anyone in our political landscape right now. All of these people do not deserve your trust, do not deserve your attention, do not deserve your energy. And if, en uh, if enough of us would, would, would see politics like this, I don't think we would be in this mess right now because we wouldn't be giving them all of our power, all of our money, all of our authority to do this nonsense that they're doing right now. I want to I want to pull up the story. We, we did brush on this a little bit, but we have it here from TimCast.com. America shares strong alliance with North Korea, VP Harris says. White House plays damage control. The White House appears to have removed Harris's mention of North Korea in an official transcript. Harris mistakenly made the claim during her first trip to the demilitarized zone separating North and South Korea this week. Let's play the video here for you guys. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. So strong and enduring. Now, 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 here's why this is important, right? We, we, I mentioned we brushed on this, but I got to bring it up because the deeper issue here is I've often ragged on Joe Biden for saying Libya when he meant Syria. And mm -hmm. the danger of misspeaking is to public capacity. Yeah. There are people around the world who just heard this. And I wonder what impact that will have on a lot of things. Because think about it this way. What if Kamala Harris actually were to come out and say, we are proud to say that we have a strong alliance with North Korea. And she meant it. Like Kim Jong-un comes here and he's like, I want to do a deal <laughs> and open up trade and, and work with you guys. Let me know what to do. And it was a tremendous historic moment. The problem is when she said this, everyone immediately went, she's saying the wrong word. She meant yeah. South Korea. And the scary thing is, we cannot trust in what they're saying. I think it's going to have a, a major impact on economics, on war and conflict, peace treaties. Who it knows? could, except that she's the vice president. But what I see in this is... If CNN would have been doing, covered the same instance and it were Donald Trump or even Mike Pence, they wouldn't have used the word mistakenly. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what that's what hits me. And I see this. It's really bad in local media. They would say he lied. Yeah, they would say he lied. Trump lies or, about or, an alliance with North Korea. Or that he wants an alliance with North Korea and he's going to do it tomorrow. That's that's the difference I see here. At least, at least they had the integrity to say, hey, she mistakenly said this, but hey, it's kind of funny. We, we, we should maybe ask her about it and clear it up, you know? Yeah, I think it's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if we have the, uh, well, it was removed from the transcript. I thought that was actually really hilarious because yes. what I saw was like a strike through, like them just being like, whoopsie, we didn't mean to say that. 
Think about this. What this what this would mean though, if Kamala Harris is going to meet with someone in private and she yeah. says something like this, and then are they supposed to assume that when she says a word, she's wrong? Well, they Man. do it with Joe Biden all the time. This is the thing, though. How old is Kamala Harris? She's in her 40s or what, 50s? She's in her 50s, right? Yeah, early 50s, early 50s I believe. 50s. Yeah. Early 50s. And she is also sundowning? Yeah, She's having the same cognitive decline? Well, why is she wearing sunglasses, Is it something they're too? eating? Like, what if, you know, I would, I would feel really bad about this. Like, what if Biden actually was really sharp, but Putin poison. was putting poison slowly in their food? Polonia, and so, like, oh we're God. sitting here laughing at him and mocking him, and they're really just slowly being wasted away by, like, yeah, po- someone say polonium or something? Yeah. She's 50, 57. <laughs> Check the piping in the Oh, she's White late House. 50s. Yeah, she's 57. Okay, really? That, 58, yeah. October 20th. There you go. She's getting yeah. old. You know, so uh, I don't know if impeaching or 25th amendmenting <laughs> Joe Biden's going to save us, well, guys. I, but I also think, you know, she wasn't that bright to begin with. Yeah. So so it, 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 the effects are, are evident earlier in life if you weren't that bright to begin she, with. She, she's not known you know? for, you know. Yeah. She's not a good public speaker. She was is she using like her cognitive brain smart? Yeah. Like does she have like a high IQ? But I can make some puns speaker. there, but I'm not. Uh, she's she's worked her way I'm up. A mature adult. Yeah. Work, I won't say. She's worked her way <laughs> you up. Could, that's one way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> she has worked her Ask way. Ask Montel Williams. You know? One hand at a Mayor Willie Brown. Working. She did. I think that she did, brilliance is yeah. she did a lot of work. It's work. It's work. Brilliance yeah. is communicative, and so is stupidity. And and having a, a a president that's if you act like that's normal, what Joe Biden's acting like, then then people are going to start acting like that because they think it's normal. Remember, and kids will be like, "Oh, that's how I'm supposed to be." Remember, yeah. freedom. Oh. oh goodness! <laughs> Another complete fabrication. Uh, I know. Another it's, complete fabrication. But people what, believe it. People what, believe it. Yeah. This is what politicians do: lie. Some yes. of them are not good liars. She is not a good liar. She she's not witty. She's not fast with it. She she can't play with it. But if Joe Biden's taking a nap and we're being bombed, she's gonna go in, in the war room. North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the type of people in charge right I, now. No, it's theater. If I was ever in it politics. Is. I would either be brutally honest or just absurdly dece- dece- deceptive to the point where it's obvious. So it's just like lie in the most outrageous ways just so you can be like, you, you know politicians lie, right? Yes. That's probably one way to do it because if you go and try to be honest, they'll accuse you of lying. Yep. You'll say something like, look, we've got a huge problem right now with this pipeline. What they're doing is this, that, or otherwise they're going to be like, ah, you're full of it, you're lying. I just be like, aliens. Oh yeah, a UFO was right overhead. We all saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, whoa. Blow they're admitting it now. This is the, this, their brain. No, but this is the crazy thing, right? If you say something outrageous, people go, they admitted it. Yeah. But if you say something seemingly normal, they're like, nah, you gotta be lying. I, I expect an outrageous story explaining what's really going on. What is it? What is it that is breaking our brains to that end? You know what I mean? Uh, our it, brains? Well, not our brains, but you know, collective, you know, the, the world, especially the United States, it seems that what, what you're describing there is is so endemic in in our society that we can't believe a, a blatant truth. We poison we can't people believe with a, high fructose in ninety two. We started poisoning, and then those people had kids. So it's like the second generation of poison. Idiocracy. This year is basically a, uh, we're we're looking at something like that. It's terrifying. Phthalates and it's plastics. It's high fructose. It's probably radiation. Vegetable from, seed oils. This is a glass bottle right here. We have uh, we do have plastic water bottles here, but I get a lot of glass bottles, and then we also have refillable glass bottles too because we have purified well water with added minerals. Yeah, I think it's the plastics, man. And computer monitors, all that radiation staring at a monitor, or even just the Adderall and and all the stuff and you're the giving pharmaceutical kids company, right? The companies that there's five insurance agencies running the global medical industry right now. What PCBs? Polychloride biphenols? Is that what it stands for? 
Yeah, but I know it's biphenol. I, I, I think the, the couple generations of that in our bloodstreams is screwing with our brains. Yeah, it's the generational effect. So like right. the parents are all messed up from it and the obesity, but then they have kids who immediately start using it when they're little. And, and well, before that, it was lead. And it was lead. I yeah. mean, it's so always something that lowered IQs yeah, severely. Yeah, lower IQ, IQ. Fluoride. Yeah. I mean, it's time to go live in the woods and just live off of purified, you know, get your own charcoal Cut filter. Cut carbs out of your diet for 10 days. I mean, you'll feel like you're you're burning inside for about on day five on. But after day 10, it's out of you. And you are like clear. And then if it, you start eating bread again, it's so easy to kick it. Once did, you've done that, it once. That didn't happen to me when I when I cut the carbs out. Really? I didn't notice anything yeah, at all. I had a really? horrible yeah. pain. You lost weight. Throbbing. I mean, I lost a lot of weight really fast, yeah. but I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I, I didn't get turkey. keto flu. I wasn't, no headaches. It's just normal. In fact, within a few days, I just instantly felt better. I also yeah. cut the sugar out. I did it in one, in a 10 day period because I was preparing for an ayahuasca fast and they have a specific diet. So like no, low salt, no sugar, no carb. And I was like day five, I was on, my body was on fire, yeah. but I just toughed through it. And by day 10, I felt phenomenal. I think Kamala and Joe need to go on like an ayahuasca guided trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just head out to Delaware, you know, and just, just like do a little. Mega yeah. dose of mushrooms. <laughs> with Putin. What am I doing? With I'm the devil. With, 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 they yes. can see North Korea from or, here. Or if they want to fight a war, bring them on a retreat, right? Be like, hey, you're going to do high doses of mushrooms, acid, LSD, DMT, whatever. You have to do one of those. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, if you still want to fight each other and you want a war, you guys got to fight it yourselves. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Duel it out, figure it out yourselves, man on man, uh, one woman on woman, doesn't matter. Why don't do it? Why don't we do that? What movie was it? Um, was it uh, Troy? Where it's yeah. like yeah. instead of uh -huh. going to war, that's your best fighters will yeah. fight, and then if you want absolutely, wins. and that future can happen if we didn't put all of our faith in government. But nobody it makes could happen. Money. I like, like you nominate a champion. And then it's like, I hope you win because I don't want to live by their rules. I, like, oh, we lost, but oh, well, no fighting. I like that you're encouraging me not to put my faith in government because I think directly appealing to the Russian people is the way to go. You're listening right now and I hear you and I'm with you. People, yeah. you, you're in Russia. You citizens are listening right now. I know it. And I, we got your back, man. None of us want this war. There's a Russian guy and he's like, hey, they're talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about you. I'm here with you. We're on earth together right now in this moment. You're listening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yes, I don't, Vlad. You don't have Vlad. to comply, Vlad. It's okay. Uh, Is that like the most common name in Russia or something? Pretty much, Vlad? yeah. Oh. Vlad, Vlad. I can also be like this, Muhammad. Yuri? Thanks for watching the show. But I, I'm done appealing to the, the politicians for this solution. It's the people. It's bottom up, man. We got to work together. I got it. Dave, you forgot to take the garbage out. <gasps> oh. Dave, probably Dave, Dave is Smith, very honestly. happy that you mentioned that right now. His wife will also be very happy. Yeah. Don't forget your anniversary, Eric. Oh. Oh, You're man. pleasing a lot of people tonight. We're going to get super chats and people are going to be like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, and your views just skyrocket. All the Eric's yeah. and all the Dave's, all the Muhammad's and Vlad's come together and end, end world war. And Kamala's. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. It feels like the, the, the issue, I think, with this war stuff Someone super chatted something like this, that the liberal international economy needs to be stopped. And that's what Russia is doing. But I think that's just propaganda still. I don't think I don't think Vladimir Putin is some noble guy who's like, no. the new world order is bad and must be stopped. I'm the, yeah, right. He's got his own interests. He's got his own agenda. He's got his own ideology. You've got competing ideologies. I'll tell you this, though. I don't like the World Economic Forum people and Davos group. They're crackpots and they're psychotic. So I don't want to root for anybody other than, hey, we shouldn't go to war. We should yeah. kind of mind our own business. 
And we, we really should not go to war because we could find ourselves in a goblin king state where people are vying oh, for yeah. power and just killing each other, trying to take the, the throne over and over and over and over and again not want to live in that realm. Everyone I, always says, uh, you know, what would happen if there was no government? People say warlords would take over. What are we living through right now? Like, warlords well, have taken over. I mean, <laughs> yes, they, they're, they're taking over and they're pushing for war. But most of the earth is not in conflict right now. You know what I mean? We're sitting right here having a conversation. So, I mean, there's at least some structure that gives us... Now, where, where are we heading that direction? It seems that way. It sure does seem that way. But, but the possibilities of calamity and the destruction of the entire world is there because of the technological advancements, because of the military hardware that is out there that could literally wipe this entire planet off of the out of the universe. So yeah. that that you know, but we've been living and, with that since 1940. Yeah, I don't think less you know government I mean? would be better. Well, it would be like chaotic. Well, like right the, now, there's the, the technological yeah. advancements in nuclear weapons. Well, I know, I know it's gotten. I know, but I'm just saying we've been and they've been pushing it right along. But I, we've been living with that, and better angels have prevailed up to this point. But it seems like we have the, all of these forces just pushing us more and more at, at multiple different levels into more and more conflict. Because you were talking about if we had a World War Three. I'm I'm really concerned like you were saying that we would that America wouldn't be unified like they were at 9/11 or we were in 1945 or at the beginning of the Vietnam War even we would have our, have our own sub yep. sub civil wars while this other war was going Someone on Someone in the comment and, section told me to go to Mogadishu I did I went to Mogadishu Somalia just to talk about this very specific issue because everyone says you don't like government go to Somalia I did I found nothing but governments everywhere There's like four <laughs> governments and four governments literally very sending corrupt. weapons and arms everywhere But isn't that human the, nature the, 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 the Middle Eastern government, the Turkey, is, uh, the United bit, States. I, I, this is a bit we got to yeah. do for Cast Castle where it's like Luke's nightmare is ever. He like turns the corner and there's like people from the government. Like, ah, ah, and he turns around, there's a different government. It, ah, government ah, inspectors, ah, licensing. That would be really yeah. funny. That would be really funny. <laughs> but but uh, we are chained Somalia. You could see my adventures in Mogadishu. Uh, and, and, and you could see, uh, you know, all the government that's there. I can solve all of the political violence oh. in this country, simmer everything down. It really is easy government mandated chicken ownership <laughs> amen everybody's got to take care of chickens and and you, you eat the eggs no more buying farm eggs sorry farm businesses all your egg businesses are gone because we're gonna have our own chickens and what we're gonna learn from this is peace yes yeah. right. no no if if we really had a caring and considerate government during these these very difficult times during these very hard financial times they would be trying to incentivize personal responsibility they would try to say hey maybe you should get a chicken maybe you should try to learn how to grow your own food maybe you should try to have some kind of livestock so you could actually not be dependent on anyone because we're not going to be there for you when we screw you over look at the that, etymology that, that's it real quick but i just want to point out you're you're right on that one being personally the, the point i'm really trying to make is owning chickens what i really mean to say is be responsible for the food you eat Source as much of your own life as you can. But I just want to add, there is nothing more heartwarming than walking up to the coop and watching all of the chickens waddle over to you because they know you got food. And it's hilarious. It is. They're like goofy looking little things with their jaws hanging, their mouths hanging open like morons. But we have active attacks on people who try to teach individual responsibility. Yeah. You know, I mean, just look at Jordan Peterson. I think y'all were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Yeah. But it's like they attack him for no other reason than he's just trying to help people be self-sufficient yeah. and then they and that's what teachers in schools used to teach is teach kids how to be self-sufficient here's a really interesting story i think but 
in, I, I found a, a kindergartner test from uh, from like 1983. And in to be, first of all, you were six, almost seven years old to go into kindergarten back then. And when one of the line items on the test was, you have to be able to walk six blocks away from your home, go into the store, buy something, and bring the money back with correct change to your parents. That was something that you had to be able to do to go into school. Okay. Now they want you, you know, at three years old. And this is what I keep telling people at home in Oklahoma, because, you know, we're all gun owners and I believe in Second Amendment. But the, the government is after your kids and you, they don't need your guns if they have your children. Yeah, well, children and they, they don't need your guns. If, yeah, you, if, if you look at what's happening in our society, the people who are being attacked the most are the people who have the most freedom. Who has yes. the most freedom? Farmers, people who yes. are personally responsible for themselves, people who are living in the middle of nowhere and don't need anyone or anything. They are the number one targets, the number one attack of our current establishment. And I think that's being done for a reason. Guys, I was I was freaking out earlier today because there was this story going viral about the uh, this, this New Zealand Jacinda Ardern. Oh, yeah. And apparently she was calling for censorship and I, I got really scared and I started, you know, sweating bullets. And I'm like, what, what's what's happening? Is, is disinformation coming? And then, whew. Thank you. Newsweek published the fact check. Oh, cool. <laughs> Did New Zealand's Jacinda Ardern call to censor free speech? Yes. No. No? Thank you, Newsweek, for, for correcting the record. It's false. Oh. She didn't false. actually call for censoring free speech. I was worried. Yeah. You know, because this idea that a world leader would be like, we should control the flow of information really scared me. But thank you, Newsweek, for correcting the record and letting us all know what really happened. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me play the video just to make sure everybody understands. We're gonna we're, we're booting it up here. We got Twitter loading up. Here this we go. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. That's not so bad, right? This will also be important in understanding more about mis and disinformation online. Okay. A challenge that we must as leaders address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. See, she says we value free speech. Why is everybody ragging on this? But while we I value cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. Norms. After all, how do you successfully end a war if people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal, but noble? Now, hold on there a minute. I, I agree with that. We were lied into the Iraq war. And when you tried coming out and saying this was bunk and bunk BS, and we shouldn't be there, or Afghanistan for that matter, Nobody believed you, and the media kept lying about it. Well, wait a minute. That's the corporate press that did that. Yes. That's the government that That's did right. that. Whoa, yeah, that well, was that was, was former national security. So uh, what did she say? What is she? How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? Think about that. Here is a, to get serious, like this is a despotic speech. This is the, the prime minister of New Zealand saying, if people don't believe something exists, you can't manipulate it mm -hmm. May, uh, it's it's just remarkable because it's like imagine going around as as a government leader insisting that we should take action to stop the moon men from invading earth and you're like but why doesn't anyone believe me when i tell them the moon men are coming maybe you're wrong maybe that, that's the insane thing about it that right there is the most important part of the speech it shows you where these world leaders want us to be 
Climate change is ideological. Now, we can talk about the science behind it. That's fine. But is, is, there's a rift in politics as to whether or not people think it is or isn't happening. We just had a video the other day where Don Lemon tried pushing a NOAA scientist oh, into saying yes. the hurricane was, was, was intensified by climate change, and he would not do it. That's the perfect example of what I'm saying. I think there, there's climate change issues. I do. But I certainly think when Don Lemon as a zealot is like, how is climate change effect, affecting this? And he goes, it's not. And he goes, mm, mm, well, hold on there a minute. Like, I lived, I grew up there. Lived I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. You're a zealot. She's clearly asserting here that she has an ideology that she wants to persist. And there is an opposition to that ideology. She does not want to exist. This is the underlying message of what this psychopath is saying. We must address this issue. <laughs> yeah. The issue is they want to control what you can think, what you can hear and what you can see. And ultimately, how you'll end up voting because of it. Yeah, you, the, the speech gets worse uh, as it goes on. She pretty much alludes that freedom of speech is a weapon of war. Yeah, we should. Mm -hmm. She says this. that Draw dissenting play, voices are, are evil and dangerous to her. How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? Okay, that's not disinformation or misinformation, though. That's opinion. But let's. The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same to cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. Weapons of she war. She even admitted yeah. that it's it, often. It gets worse. She's calling for a global Many censorship effort. Is she saying that people right, often have- to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts, but there is cause for optimism because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back collective. to order. Good news. Yeah. We have the means. We just need the collective will. Collective. Global censorship collective. effort. This is the end game that they're working on. on, that they're pushing for here. She is a globalist, World Economic Forum, lackey and stooge. She has secret meetings with BlackRock. She locked down her entire country and punished people for, for political causes during a national, quote, health emergency. When a few pace, cases popped up, she locked down and destroyed people's livelihoods just a few months ago, and we cannot forget that right now. Well, this hold speech on. is, is Look, dangerous, and it shows us where we're going. Newsweek says fake news luke newsweek says you're wrong and Sleep. i know i just listened to what she said but i see a little meter with a needle pointing to the red one so and that's all you need that's all you need can, can yep. i take can i take this home for just a second back to, so i'm i'm in oklahoma nobody nobody looks at oklahoma we got you know we got two college football teams and that's what people think of but the the president of the university of oklahoma gave very much this same speech about inclusive free speech at the University of Oklahoma of saying that, you know, we can't have free speech unless everybody feels the same and thinks the same and says the same things. Yeah. And, and, and so that it's coming from the ground up and from the top down. And that's what we have to start realizing. And that's why I really want people who are, you know, like me out there in the trenches in these states that maybe nobody pays attention to looking for this in their local media, looking for this in their in their colleges and in their schools, because it's it's not just coming from leaders of New Zealand or even the United States. It's coming from your local leaders, from your university leaders, your school leaders and, and, and your business leaders, even, even at the, even at a point. 
Well, well, this is the gaslighting that that's happening here. Like you saw what she said. Oh, it's totally fake news. Don't worry. Just trust us. Again, this is the, the Orwellian. This is mm-hmm. 1984. This is this is what they're essentially after. Because if they can control information, they know that they control people's minds. And the only thing standing in the way of them subjugating and controlling everyone is people just being able to talk freely with each other. That is the biggest threat against their entire Ponzi scheme, which is their governments. And this is not just the local government of New Zealand. They are working together on a global effort with many leaders, many prime ministers, many presidents, many people behind the scenes who are really controlling them saying hey we're going to push this slowly and surely and the end goal of what she's calling for here is a global censorship board Mm -hmm. that's internationally everywhere applied to everyone on the face of this earth i want you to imagine a scenario you're sitting down with uh someone and uh pop uh, on twitter pops up this video where joe biden says so i told him it's uh, six, what time is it? Six o'clock. If, if, oh no, he's like, what time is it? If, if, if the prosecutor's not fired by six o'clock, you're not getting the money. And well, SOB guy gets fired. And then you sitting there, you say, whoa, did Joe Biden just quid pro quo? Huh. And the man next to you wearing the suit says, Russia put that video out. Oh. And then <laughs> I want you to imagine what like level of cognitive ability you would have to have to go, Oh, that that proves it. This is just yeah. phase one. They're weeding out the people that'll just believe the gaslighting. Next, it's going to be deep fakes where even the intelligent people don't know what's real. Well, well, well already, if if we say that this happened, the fact checkers are going to demote, downrank our yeah. posts, delete our posts, delete our entire accounts, and our ability to even have a voice on the internet, and might even go as far as to destroy our ability to earn money, which is centrally linked to, of course, online centralized platforms like like PayPal that legitimately do punish people because of their political opinions. I want you to just imagine, or actually, you know what, there's a meme, it's really funny, it's two people sitting down in a post-apocalyptic world, and he hands a meme to the other guy, and it's like, you know... The meme yeah. exists. Well, yeah. It's already well, there. Because <laughs> I'm saying there's a meme of it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's yeah, handing, yeah, yeah. it's like he's got a physical meme he's got to hand to somebody else. But I want to hit on something you brought up because it, it takes an actual process to get the mind to do what you explained. To have that guy in the suit, the expert, tell you that to not believe what you see with your eyes, that's social emotional learning. Yeah. That, that's exactly what that is because you train kids and you train people over a course of time through multitudes of different ways even through the media that you that you consume right and they train you to respond emotionally because you then feel wait a minute if, am I offending this person then I better agree with him and then agreeing with him means it's altered my reality that's social emotional learning and that's what's happening in your schools right now that's that's the whether you're talking about anti-racism or you're talking about diversity equity and inclusion it, it, they all mean pretty much the exact opposite of what they're saying but they play upon the emotions to make you feel a different way but about look, it the end result is going is that liberals are are killing their own kids and, and sterilizing them so it's like <laughs> What, what, the, what the future if they if they get control of the information systems i'm still not convinced that they will perpetuate their ideology enough yeah i don't know i'm terrified that that could happen like being kids people being born into a system where they don't where they're just being told it'll be a, what'll happen is the things we know now can be erased from the conscious memory they can be rewritten the digital all the things can be burned mm-hmm. the stuff can be translated like we probably were born into a system of brainwashing without realizing it sure oh columbus sailed the ocean blue we're the good guys and then you find out the eradication of the genocide of the population the all the horrors or is that even real 
Yeah, exactly. Is it? Who knows what? Who happened? knows what is real? You so, may be. So, no, this is an important point. Just to, just to hit on that, when you're like, we hear that Columbus did. You know, he he came here and discovered America, or whatever. That's like, oh, okay, that's really cool. Then you learn later, like, actually, he genocided the Native Americans. The question is, which which version of history is the true version? If one of them is wrong, how do you know which one's the real one? If either of them are real. Right. right. For all well, we know, Christopher it? Columbus came over on a jet ski and, like, and just chilled. Or even <laughs> happened. Honest, had a I, I grew up in the United States just fine. And if I was if I was in some sort of fog, intentional, op, you know, be made to believe lies and stuff, I was okay about it, and I was totally happy. So I'm afraid that people could grow up in this modern technocratic society yeah. and experience the same kind of thing and just go along with a you know free speech, not knowing what that means, or they'll still use the term free speech, but it will mean what they want it to the, be redefined as. The freedoms you sacrifice now, your children will never know or yes. practice it. That's, right. uh, that's a it's a famous quote. I butchered it. It doesn't matter. But what Jacinda over here. This this lunatic, crazy, insane bureaucrat from New Zealand is calling for is already happening in other parts of the world. In the United Kingdom, if you offend someone with your post and someone sees it, you go to jail. Recently, a, a UK police officer arrested someone because he called them a, a wiener head, uh, but in a more whoa, unfamily, whoa, 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 unfamily whoa, whoa, friendly whoa, whoa. show. That's rough. Oh, in, in a more un, <laughs> in a, he, 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 okay, I, the sense censorship boards are already uh i have to navigate it carefully here but, but dog face exactly <laughs> exactly call him a dickhead oscar yes. meyer yeah yeah he called him like a, when, he called we, him, when when we uh, feel when, so good to say when, dick when, he called right. him a dickhead when we <laughs> try to be honest or, yeah. when we try to avoid swearing on the show it's for like the sake of someone who might have kids in the room i was just thinking that we but talk about we the darkest to. world war three stuff and there's kids that like what, what how much worse can it get than talking about the potential end of humanity well i mean saying the word dick yeah, <laughs> but if we if we need to say like express like yes. you know we, we but the algorithm also picks up harsh language as yeah. as well. Uh, so, Phil DeFranco's so got the he's but got I wanna millions be, I, of I wanna also, He says the F word nonstop. I know, man, he didn't care. but but he has you know buddies and he he repeats the and the, he gets demonetized too. Points. Yeah. I support you, Phil. So yeah. so 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 again, I, I also want to be respectful but, to the children out there and their families but out it, there. But it's but, also but, a name. But but just to bring it back here, what Jacinda is calling for is already happening. She's just calling for it to be implemented everywhere under the control of one centralized body that will get to arrest people for offending people, hurting their emotions, and saying things that the government uh, arbitrarily says, well, this is not accepted now. You go to jail. But she says that people, some, the people will use this tactic of putting knowledge out that's fake, basically lying, and that often they have do it for the reasons of destroying an evil. But she's very clear that it's often. It's not all the time. That's why you're innocent until proven guilty. If, if, you, if you put out, you can lie. You're, like, you're allowed to lie and insult people. At least in this country you are. I want to pull up this story from the Daily Mail. Bruce Willis sells rights to permit right. deep fake digital twin of himself to be created to, for use on screen, allowing him to come out of retirement after aphasia diagnosis. What? No, he's what? not coming out of retirement. This is just the beginning of what, what, what should we call this? We need an era. The deep fake era. Scanner darkly era. Scanner yeah, darkly yeah. era. Look. We were just talking about how what? they, you're not going to know what's real. Yeah. They're, they'll, they'll deep fake a video of, you know, Trump or something, and then people are just going to believe it. I was on Rogan's show, uh, it was, I think it was last year, and he asked me, he's like, are you worried about the deep fake stuff? And I was like, nah, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about that because, you know, people, you're, they're going to know where Trump is. They're going to know where, you know, whoever the president is, they're going to know where they're at when they're speaking. Now that I'm looking at it, and I think I deeply underestimated the abilities of deepfake technology. Yeah. And this is just the beginning. A video will go viral and it will be of president, you know, one, two, three, whoever. And they'll say something that won't sound too crazy, but will be worrying. Mm -hmm. They'll say something like, 
this, this, this is what you need to watch out for. You'll get a video of a president saying, we need to focus on our tax reduction plan. And all they'll do is change reduction to, uh, to you know, uh, incremental. Something very simple to shift support away from the person. They'll say something like, it is true we're offering a 1% income tax reduction. And then they take that video and deep fake increase. And then they send that out. It goes viral. This is when, when I hear them say stuff like, you know, we have to be concerned about missing disinformation. Hey, they're not wrong. That just send to Ardern being like, people will use misinformation. I'm like, they will. The problem is it's primarily been coming from government and major corporations. So my fear is not the random dude in his living room who somehow gets access to a deep fake generator or like a good one because people can actually get these consumer grade ones. My concern is government or military grade technology that can generate deep fakes. And then one day you're an anti-war activist. You're, you're say a Julian Assange. And then all of a sudden a video gets leaked, which is indistinguishable from 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 any other normal video of you saying something believable, but reputation damaging. And you come out and say, that's a deep fake. And people are going to be like, oh, get out of here, conspiracy theorist. And then the media can run the video. And when you threaten to sue, they'll say, but your honor, we have a video of him saying it. And the judge is going to be like, can you prove it's fake? And they're going to go, how do you prove it's fake? It's a deep fake. And they're like, yeah. either prove it's a deep fake or it stands. That's the world we're entering. And, and you know what? I got to tell you, we're there already. Yeah. We are there now. This story about Bruce Willis, this is entertainment. I've heard that people, that government organizations will like put files on people's computer and then go get their, you, oh, you got oh, child yeah. porn on your computer. There and was they go bust somebody Who was that? Who was they that? do so that. They do that with deep yes. fakes too. They call, as government mean to control the mind? I mean, meant is like, meant is, meant is, is mind. Govern, the, the, the root of the word is to direct or control. It's a Rome, it's a Latin term. It's just mind control. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. essence of government is controlling <laughs> yeah. people's thoughts. Well, and, and it must be noted that the, that, Jefferson, the, the quote on the inside of the Jefferson Memorial is, I declare eternal hostility against any form of tyranny over the mind of man, mm. and that they were wanting to tear it down in 2020. Interesting. That's wow. all, I, you know. Wow, and man. We, we also have to understand that this technology also is developing at such a very fast rate. This is what's public. What is not public? What don't we know about? And personally, from my own speculations and my own kind of thinking about this, if you could deep fake actors and, and certain videos, you could probably deep fake individuals. You could probably deep fake uh, influencers. You could mm -hmm. probably deep fake entire social media accounts to pretend to be somebody pushing an agenda that, of course, is going to be making videos, is going to having, uh, you know, the, the selfies, is going to be, of course, broadcasting about everything, but everything's going to be user computer AI generated to push a certain idea to emotionally manipulate you in a certain way that benefits a multinational corporation or a private entity and interest that of course have an in, that 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 want to manipulate you for their own personal causes who's going to be doing that very powerful people the corp, the, the billionaires the multinational corporations the government the secret societies the intelligence agencies all of the people now saying hey you having free speech is bad we need to control all of it which is an absurd idea and 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 what Ian is saying is, is, is not too far away from the reality. It is trauma-based mind control that a lot of people are going through, are unaware of it. And this is one of the main ways that they, they use to control people is with emotions. And now AI generated content creators, I think that's something that we should be looking out for. Ian yeah. is 100% correct. 
ment, the, uh, that's the suffix, comes from the uh, Latin mente, meaning Mentis, mind. Yeah, mental. Mm-hmm. And then govern is to steer, drive, or control. Oh, right. good to know. There you go. So blatant. And it doesn't have steer to be the, the people mind. we're paying taxes to. That's not, doesn't mean that's the current government of the day. Who's the current government of the day? Google. Alphabet. Yes. They're controlling yes. what we see, yeah. hear, and think. Mm-hmm. I mean, not directly, but indirectly. Well, I think directly. I mean, you, they're, you they're, can they're still throwing it right in. at you. You at can opt point. in, but not really. I mean, go 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 down the street. I, I was at a water park just uh, just not too long ago in the middle of Oklahoma, and I went up and I was like, "Hey, I need some quarters." They were like, "We're cashless. We we, we don't accept cash." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in order to do that, then well, okay, well, I've got a phone. I don't have my card. You know, maybe it's in the locker or whatever. You have to opt into the technology to be a part of society now. So I, I, I think it's absolutely direct and it's pervasive and it's becoming more and more pervasive in not just the AI way or not just the deep fake way, but in the everyday I, I've got to feed my family, you know, go to school kind of way that everyone deals with. And that's that's the real danger of this is that it's it's a part of everyday life. So it's actually Greek before uh, Latin. Kuberman uh, and Gubermer, the, the Kuber. Greek word Kuberman, this is what Google says for etymology, it was to steer. And then in Latin became Gubermer, which meant to steer and rule, which led to old French governor, which was probably just pronounced to govern. And then they added ment of the mind, so to steer and control the mind. Fascinating. Yeah. There you go. You, you learn, you, 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 what, is, what is it? You, you learn something yeah. every no, day. Yeah, no, no, no. The more you know. The military certainly is used to control your mind because it's the threat of force that gets you to pay your taxes and things like that mm-hmm. with government. Um, but it's not, that's not really the go- Man, it's like a usurpation of global governance happened in the last 20 years. And, and I'm, you know, we're waking up to it the now. The liberal international economy, my friend. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was stripped by corporate, by alphabet. Like they, without us realizing it, they just took control of the narrative. You guys mm-hmm. have it. What are you going to do with it, man? It's, it's amorphous, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was a point where AOL was the dominant digital force, but it wasn't that powerful because the internet wasn't that powerful. And then AOL still exists. But I mean, who talks about them? Yahoo still exists, but mm-hmm. come on. Alphabet is insane. Alphabet's like 11 Matthew. companies or something. Yeah. It's, it's like BlackRock. It's the corporation. Yeah. It's like, just welcome to the sci-fi dystopia where the corporation. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's why they call it Alphabet. They're making fun of like uh, NBC and CBS and ABC. They're like, yeah, all CIA, the letters. CIA, ICE, FBI. They're FBI. like, we're all of them, man. We are the alphabet. Yeah. That's wow. wild. That's creepy. That's <laughs> one form of government is alphabet. But uh, you have to wonder if that's true and they're as powerful as we, as, as, as many fear. Why would they allow this show? Is it because there's nothing we can do to stop it? Well, maybe, but I think it's also that inadvertently we hit points. All of us do in the, because we actually think we hit points that they like at certain points and they think, okay, well at this point we're going to allow it up to this point because they're still giving us what we want, even though we don't like most of what they're saying. And because we're free thinking people, right? But at the certain point, you get to an Alex Jones or you get to a, you know, uh, another person like that or even James Lindsay being taken off Twitter. I'm, the moment you hit it the, too much, they take you down. You I'm, know? I'm telling you, you got to get chickens. You'd really understand this. Right. So we have, I think, 30 chickens outside and they're all doing their chicken thing and it's fine. But we had a couple chi- a couple roosters in there. And then when they start acting up. They get removed and sent to Cocktown, the penal colony, where all the rooster boys go. Penal colony. Penal colony, yeah, because they're always fighting. Fascinating. They're always fighting. And so so the point is, I don't care what the chickens do at all. They can fight. 
eat, bang, whatever. But when they step too far with mm-hmm. it, they get removed. So my view is maybe a show like this, they view similarly like, yeah, 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 they're all in their coop doing their stupid thing. It's not, it's, it, it doesn't matter to us. We don't care. But Alex Jones, on the other hand, he was that loud, obnoxious rooster that wouldn't stop screaming. Right. And finally they were like, Okay, now now this rooster is causing me problem. I'm having a meeting and it's screaming and squawking and it's and now my my the, the guy that I'm trying to sell to he leaves. So I say, okay, we're taking him out and we're putting him in the penal colony. Right. Once you you will know when you've stepped out of line. Well, and the, and that has happened even to a smaller. You know, I'm a, I've got twenty twenty thousand Twitter followers, but I'm working with a with a group a, a guy named Alvin Louis of Courage is a Habit. It's a great name, great organization. You should go look for it. But um, he. Uh, we we just under uncovered this this kind of scandalous videos uh, from the ASCA, which is the American School Coral, uh, American School Counselors Association, and within what is it 17 hours we all both of us got uh banned uh from twitter from youtube from from amazon and from google and it was like we're nobody you know i mean you you guys have hundreds of thousands of views but we hit something and then the next day the next day a video comes from the Federal Department of Education just praising school counselors. It was amazing. I'd never seen anything like it. The, the, and the, the, the censorship targets the smaller accounts yeah. because they don't make a ripple when they're banned. That's true. So they're pulling out, you know, look, you get a big, thick hair and you yank it out of someone's head. It hurts. Mm-hmm. But you got a little peach fuzz here. You can pop them out. People don't feel anything. That's basically what this is. They know that if they ban bigger channels, it creates ripples and it amplifies at least temporarily and may... You know, what, what is saying? You get a, you got a roach and you step on it and the eggs go flying everywhere yeah. or something like that. That's what they want to avoid. So they go for the smaller, they, they, they're going for the grassroots. They're cutting the roots at the core to eliminate the support. If you're banned from YouTube or Twitter as a small follower, mm-hmm. then it's a lot harder for you to follow along, interact with, and support the person who is speaking. That's that's Twitter's strategy. Well, and that's it's happening on YouTube too. I mean, I'm right now. I am more shadow banned on Twitter than I've ever been, uh, and and it's because of the fight that we're having in Oklahoma about these these hospitals and the trans issue. And it just got a little too close to home, and it's amazing to me to see it because I just thought, oh, I'm small. You know, I, I've got a decent following for the area, but I'm small, but you're right. They come after you because if they get us, you know, it, it, and you have no grassroots, you all can talk all you want uh, in, the, in these bigger platforms, but it's, it's the grassroots that really makes the, the bottom up change. And so, I don't know. I don't know what yep. we do about that. We we have to start doing something. Well, we need to police ourselves from the bottom up. I think the corporation alphabet's got it's, it's balancing the heaviest hammer ever noticed by humanity, essentially like intellectual hammer. And and they have twelve. Some of these. I'm going to read off some of their companies. Calico is human health company. Over overcome aging. Capital G's private equity. Deep Mind does artificial intelligence. Google Google does internet services. Google Fiber is its own company. Uh, GV is a venture capital company. Intrinsic does robotic software. Isomorphic Labs does drug discovery. Verily is a human health company. Uh, Waymo is autonomous driving. Wing does drone-based delivery. And X Development is research and dev for Moonshot. They're taking us to space. Uh, these technologies in the hands of a private company are very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. If the pri- proprietary what, code gets the alternative? open sourcing the code so that we at least know how to counteract drones when they mount machine guns on them and start hacking them and flying them over, you know, uh, cities and, and suburbs. And, but but like in a detrimental way, that's negative or illegal or amoral and ethical. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean is? 
Anything that could happen. Drones themselves. I mean, you've aren't seen bad. Terminator Two. The guy didn't know he was building the Terminator while he was building it. It's proprietary. If when this, when you guys, you're listening right now, the owners, you guys at Alphabet, when you sell the company, the next guy that gets that code has control of the world. Well, you got to free that stuff. Also, a lot of people who worked on the nuclear bomb didn't know that they were working on the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the scientists also regretted it. There's also a lot of cases of the scientists who worked on it committing suicide because of the guilt that they felt building this. But but to go along with the point that started this conversation, if, if resist, resistance was futile, they wouldn't need to censor us. And they are censoring us. And there are a lot of underhanded things that we still don't even know about that happen on YouTube, on Twitter, on Google, on Facebook, on, on MailChimp, ev almost everywhere online, there are small underhanded things happening that are not as blatant, that are not as big as censorship. And I think what we're seeing here is is kind of like the boiling of the frog analogy. Slowly and surely they're pushing for this, but they know that they can't move too quickly because their whole agenda and their whole game will be uncovered because it's essentially the truth that will expose it all. And that's what they're afraid of. It, sous vide, is that what it's called? Yeah, the eggs. Sous vide? No, it's the, the, the vacuum slow cook in warm yeah, water. Yeah. Oh, I've yes. I've only seen the eggs version. Oh, okay. Like Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys know what that is? Eggs, yeah. Oh, like, you vacuum seal, sous vide, you vacuum seal the meat and then you put it in the warm water for like 20 hours and then it makes it like really tender or whatever. Hmm. That's great. what's happening. That's yeah. what happened to the human we're not, race. We're not even boiling. Let me tell you guys a story. Really gentle. I was once playing World of Warcraft on my laptop and I had it on my lap. This was 18. Oh, my oh man. This got to be. Gosh. How old was I? I was 20. I think I know where this is going. Where's it going? Oh, it's about singeing leg hairs. Frying. No. The hairs no, of no, a grow no, back. No, no, no. Frying your eggs. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. So I'm sitting Indian style. So it's being held up by my thighs on my left and my, and my right. And I'm sitting in bed and I'm, you know, I was playing. My laptop got really hot. When I took the laptop off, my left leg itched and I scratched it and pulled skin right off. <gasps> the computer was hot, but only slowly. Oh, and it no. burned me blistered and I didn't notice because wow. it happened so slowly when I put the laptop on my on, on, when I was sitting with my laptop it was cold after playing for a couple hours it was really really hot and constantly on my skin and I didn't feel any pain well, and it was a small blister that I ended up I, I itched and pulled it right off well and, and part of that was too your mind was so focused on yep. something else so it just removed all the sensation from your other parts of your body and all the blood rushing to that that neuro you know the 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 dopamine and stuff you're getting from the game, it, it removes feeling oh. from the rest of your body. And it you know deep fries I mean? your balls. And many yeah. doctors are saying that yeah. it, it actually has a very bad impact on, yeah, on, on male sperm, sperm counts. So when Video people are heavily focused on entertainment, laptops on their, uh, they're desensitized. Yeah. You think they become desensitized. Well, because when you're focused on something that isn't real and it makes, the, you know, it makes the, it makes the real less real. Faraday cage underwear. Yes. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Protect your balls. <laughs> Protect your butt. <laughs> Seriously, you're going You need it now with all the with all the you know warfare against the balls. I have a. How do we um, do it? How do we do it? Faraday cage uh, fanny pack. Put oh, my phone really? in there when I walk around. Yeah, it doesn't irradiate my nuts. Ooh, cool. I, I like it. I have a Faraday cage like pouch that my dad sent me because he's like, "You're paranoid too." Here's a Faraday cage for your phone. I, I like, should perfect. get Thank one you. of these. We should put your gonads in there. we should call the company and say, "Can you make underwear?" They, they, they should they sponsor my. my there you go. Uh, and we can make the Faraday underwear that clothing in general. It, 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 it doesn't work because um, it has to be clothes. So I'll give you an example. The tinfoil hat thing uh -huh. actually has the inverse effect. It amplifies. Yeah. Because the signals can still enter from underneath through your body. Now, water does block a lot so of this stuff. you need stuff. a one-way mirror. You need a full Faraday suit. Hmm. 
So it can block every part. So if you want to walk around one of the, you ever see those Faraday suits? Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah, if you want to walk around in that, I guess. Or when it can get out, but it can't get in. So it'll sneak in the corners and then can get work its way back out, bounce we out. Should, we should just build, out, we should build a triple layer Faraday cage just to do it and film it. And like, we should do one big one, a small one, and then inside the, so there's, there's a big one you can walk in, then an, another one inside that, and then there's a box. And so we can see at what point the cell phone stops. We were working. actually mm. planning on building that. Where do you want to do it? We got Okay. You think we should start construction soon? Let's do it before it's too cold. Yeah. We could probably whip yeah. that up pretty quick. And then, I mean, in, in, in reality, we'd probably want to put it indoors somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Because then we could store stuff in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah. Microwave and Faraday cages, basically. So the old prepper trick is to is to put a microwave like in deep storage and put a phone and a laptop in it. But mm-hmm. it's like unplugged, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that freeing, telling Alphabet corporate execs to free the code is is sensical enough. I know you guys think like, come on, Ian. That's like, that's just such a hitting it with a sledgehammer. I know you can't just give it, give it all away. It's not. But at some point, I mean, if you are trying to hold on to this power, it's going to obliterate your hand and then it's going to consume us like we can't no no sector group of us can do this alone only only beings of extraordinary strength could wield such power i mean mm. if if somebody were to hold this then powerful bursts of purple energy light would emit yeah. from their hand and then they would scream and explode and it would just be damaging everybody it might just be but a group defense. of a group of people that are close and friends could hold each other's hands and temporarily contain that power just enough to defeat Ronan. Oh, I'm going to start doing a meditation, <laughs> a group meditation. If you guys want to join me at 2 p.m. tomorrow, uh, I'll be meditating. Uh, I'll be doing it for at least five minutes. And if you want to jump in right at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think that the power of good needs to organize. What are you going to focus on? Nothing. Empty mind. And let it happen. And it, you can meditate as long as you want. There are some very interesting studies about big well, meditation prayer. groups focusing on one thing and helping um, actually bring those things forward. Well, that, that's the scientific case for prayer. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the, and yeah, prayer, the, meditation the, has the, a prayer, lot of power. I mean, the, the, it's, yeah. When you focus, you know, and you can have whatever. Focus you know, on your intention. Yeah, you yes, need, you focus need to on your intention people. or just focus towards a result. But if you do it from the, the, the standpoint of God or, or wherever you do it, it obviously hasn't. This might backfire I know. giving no, 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 me no, the on, idea. Look at his eyes. No, 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 hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. We, we want to make sure that everybody who's listening who does do the group meditation with Ian, that they have the intention of something good and noble. Yes. So I think tomorrow at 2 p.m., when everyone begins to meditate, they should all focus on aliens coming to Earth. No. 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 no, no, no but hold on. You need. They're going to look sure. at us. They're like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden are your leaders of the free world. Yeah. We're taking. Oh, yeah. Get I, it. Out, get I, it out of here. Make sure you do, denote time zone. Yeah. Okay. Two PM. This world is a prank. <laughs> it's a joke on all of life in the universe. We got to get rid of it. I encourage. Focus on whatever you want. I trust you. We. I think it's going to work itself out as long as we're all working on this together. No. 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 Don't listen to him. Everyone, focus on Ian getting ripped. Yeah. There you Ooh. go. Don't make me get ripped. And finally working out, <laughs> I'll get, I'm getting ripped. I'm going to start working out and right after the meditation, I'll be like, I'm so inspired. <laughs> Something just overtakes Ian's body yeah. and he gets up and he's like, what's happening? I'm walking to the gym. No, I'm we, picking up the weights. We, tr- <laughs> we tried this in 2007 on stickum.com, but the, the software wasn't good enough to get more than like 15 of us in a chat room and the software crashed when we had like 40 or 80 people and they're trying to meditate. I don't think we need to need to be in the same room in the vicinity, you know, with this high frequency long-range communication of video chat but we can we will do that later tomorrow is going to be you and yourself and whoever else wants to join you and peace i i really do think everyone should focus on ian getting ripped yes yeah, okay not like because you know ian would be Setting overcome tomorrow because you know what is soldier fit coming tomorrow can we 
Um, I gotta get it, get back to him. I gotta talk to Danny. Danny, you're awesome. Soldier hey. fit. Uh, and uh, Ian, you had many offers to work out with me. Well, 3 p.m. I'll be on Pop Culture Crisis on uh, YouTube. That doesn't so help. You'll be, to, you'll be able to watch. Why don't you do Thursdays? Do Thursdays and Friday will be our workout day. Oh, I love. Mm-hmm. We should pick our workout day. We'll both be there. Because last time you you you, you ditched. On me. Oh no no no! no don't you put you, it on me? You guys, don't you put it on me? Got some I'm like the trainer's here. Let's go. And then you're like, no, my no. hair's gonna be wet. I don't want my hair to be wet. <laughs> I'm like Ian. Let's go. I love the idea of working I'm, out. I'm you, knocking man. at your door. You're sleeping the whole time. That's Come on. Good. That's why we need everyone listening at 2 p.m. to all meditate. Give it five minutes and just imagine Ian lifting weights. You have to meditate on Tim taking off the beanie. And Whoa. Yeah, everyone imagines it. You know what he looks like. <laughs> and a black hole. You, and I'm, over yeah. I'm over here. I'm over here. Ian's know, best self. Trying to get Ian to get ripped. <laughs> good. That life is going up. Let's go to Super Chats. What about have... peace? Can we have peace? No. Yes. No. I I want... no. It comes after I get ripped. We need frivolity, people. Frivolity. We need frivolity. <laughs> All right, all right, let's go to Super Jets. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up at 11 p.m. And uh, share the show, be the notification. A lot of people are mentioning that uh, they're not getting notifications. Some people are saying they're starting to get them again. But we're about a month out from the midterm, so surprise, surprise, weird things are starting to happen. Mm-hmm. You can prevent all of that, or you can counter it by simply sharing the video and notifying others. I've started tweeting out the video. I didn't used to do that, but clearly... I have to be the notification as well. All right. I am says, look up man computer symbiosis. It's a paper from MIT in 1960, and it's where all the big tech ideology began. One year member here today, too. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate the support. Kalishnikov says, draft all the pro-war Democrats to go fight. Hey, I'm in favor of a constitutional amendment that says if you vote in favor of war, you go fight it. Because mm-hmm. then we'd have no war. Let the politicians fight it. Politicians want yeah. a war. Go ahead. Go fight it. I'm no senator's son. Shevitt says, hey, Tim, today is my wife's Brittany's birthday and decided to do my first super chat to wish her a happy birthday. Ooh, we are also birthday. expecting our first child. Enjoy the content oh, and keep gosh. up the awesome work. Nice. Congratulations. Happy Congrats. birthday. Happy birthday. Happy child. Waffle Sensei says, Luke, tell, tell him Putin, tell him Putin, that if he ends the war, you'll let him see the milkers or maybe even cop a field. <laughs> You're our only hope. I appreciate your, your optimism. I'm Polish, though. So there's a bit of an odd, you know, interaction there that would probably happen, even though we look like each other. True. Christian mm. Jamagochian says, I find it interesting that the one time the stream isn't about the culture war is the one time I get a notification about the stream. Mm. Interesting. It, it could be the extra, uh, you know. Th- uh, it could actually mass. be that in the algorithm, the people who work for the higher ups at Google prioritize talk of war and conflict with Russia. That makes yeah. sense. Under, yeah. the, under the idea that like, if we just promote people talking about war with Russia, it will work towards us no matter what the angle is. Or they're just seeing how, how brave and bold I am, and they're like, that's good. We like yeah. it. Yeah. Being it a true self. Backside. Being his true self. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. What do Living we got? with your best glutes. Vosh says, so while you sit back and wonder why I got this effing thorn on my side, oh my God, it's a mirage. I'm telling you, it's sabotage. Interesting. It's like a Beastie Boys mm. song. It sure does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Great Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, let's not forget that the broken brain admin revoked Trump's order to stop buying systems and parts for our electrical grid from China. They can sabotage our bulk power system from 6,000 miles away. That they can. Yeah, that's crazy. Jeez, man. Cyber warfare. People, don't even, people You won't even know. Like, there could be like an oil refinery blowing up or like a, a food market catching fire, and you wouldn't know if it was an accident or an act of sabotage. 
True. They, unless they want you to know, it's kind of hard to find. Right. Jamumi says, first time I've actually got a notification and was able to join at the start. And hmm. oh boy, did it start with a bang. Long time viewer. I remember Tim at 300K. Appreciate everything you all do. Hey, appreciate it. Thank you for, thank yes. you for the support. So many, so many awesome members. Become a member at TimCast.com. We're, uh, we're launching a new show with Shane Cashman. He has Tales from the Inverted World, which it takes like a year to, to, to work out the full series, which is, I think this one's like 13 parts. And it's like, it's like a true crime mystery narrative storytelling arc. The new show we're launching is going to be starting weekly. I believe it's going to be once a week. And it's a live conversation around unsolved mysteries, paranormal, murder, etc. So a lot of these same ideas, but sitting in an actual setting. If you guys see what we've been doing with our other shows like Pop Culture Crisis, what, what happens on Pop Culture Crisis, if you, you should subscribe if you haven't, is that every time a super chat comes in, money guns fire 20s into the air or whatever. I think it's 20s, right? Yeah, $20 yeah. bills. 20s, yeah. And then whenever the, the crisis meter fills up, Air horns go off, sirens go off, and a bunch of money starts flying like crazy. What we're doing with Shane's show is that whenever uh, super chats come in, there's a combination of thunder, lightning, storms, wind, and then whenever a hundred thousand super chats comes in, a thunderstorm will actually play low in the background as they talk about ghost stories and mysteries and things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right, Soy Jack pointing meme says, "Have you guys ever considered asking Oliver Stone on the Timcast on Timcast Ooh. IRL?" He seems like someone you could get, and his geopolitical knowledge would make for a great conversation, especially now. I, I interviewed him before. He provides very interesting perspectives, uh, especially when it comes to Venezuela, which I disagree with him on. But I think his perspective would be interesting to have a, a good conversation it about. Is, it is a dream of mine to argue with him about the Kennedy assassination. Oh, that'd be great. I he would love Putin. that. Yeah, he, he went and interviewed Putin like within the last well, couple of years, I think. Yeah, he interviewed Putin. He made the, the JFK movie. I, li I like the JFK. Freaking love him. Yeah, I would love to have that conversation because I've, I went from conspiracy theorist to not so much. Interesting. And so I would love to have that. And How I much do they pay you? Oh, yeah, no, I wish, saying. man. They don't pay me nothing. I promise you that. All right. <laughs> Thomas TJG says, what if China sabotaged the pipelines to escalate things over there while they set themselves up for something big? That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And That's so NATO is like, we don't know, you know, if you did this, and then Russia's like, they did this, and China's like, ha, ha, ha. That's yeah. what I was saying earlier. I it, said that to Lydia. Well, it's that's like, why I said. Seems very China. Yeah, that's why I said it might not be a government. It could be an independent independent organization that did this. Could it Could it be uh, environmental terrorism? I mean, yeah. could they not like the, 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 the gas and the flowing of energy throughout? They want a clean energy agenda, ESG? Could be. Greta Thunberg? Could be. She's very. Did she? Greta and her frogmen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? I love it, Greta. It's like everyone's making fun of her and she's acting all dumb, but then it's like, you know, she's in private and she's with these guys. And Get she's very SEAL serious. Team Six, we're going in. This is how we're going to do it. Here's a device. We dive Adam deep. Noel says Tim, have you ever seen Star Girl on CW? It is literally one of the best superhero shows ever made and it displays anti woke conservative values. I'm mm. not even kidding at all. A Star Girl A. I, I watched the Star Girl on uh, HBO Max. I think it was. I enjoyed it. You know, it's like I don't know superhero show. I wouldn't say I I, I, don't, I can't remember it to be honest. Mm. But I'll, I mean, compared to She Hulk, <laughs> you still watching it? No, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do it. After the, it's been just like it started with a C plus, then it was like a C minus, then it was a D plus, and now it's F, and I'm like I'm out. Oh. It's that bad. And it's funny because they're like, if you don't like it, you're an incel. Or the show is just bad. Calm yeah. down. Like, they're not even doing what they're trying. Look, you want to make a comedy lawyer show? I'm down. It's fine. 
but you can't take the MCU and then create this comedy lawyer show. For, it makes no sense. It doesn't work. I don't know what they were thinking, man. It's like she's a superhero and she fights, but it's a comedy in a courtroom and we have no idea how the law works. Apparently not. Yeah. Okay. Like they did an episode where, you know, Titania is using the name She-Hulk and they have to sue over it. And I'm like, this is the stupidest thing what? ever. It would be a summary judgment. The judge would be like, get out of my yeah. court. You're wasting my time. Like you can't use someone else's name. It was on TV. Well, get out of here. But that's where they want the law to go. Mm. You know, so. Interesting. You got to mirror it. I guess. If you want to see it. Bill Hughes says Russia only owns 51% of the pipeline. Who could be behind the Nord Stream pipeline sabotage? Washington Examiner. Yes, uh, that's true. But it's it's a Russian point of leverage because they deliver through it. So that's why it's like, why would Russia do this to their own pipeline? Yeah, they already shut off one pipeline, but, the but, Yamal pipeline, because right. the Germany wouldn't accept it in, uh, and wouldn't pay in rubles. So they could just shut it off just like they did the other ones. But doesn't it hurt Germany the most, the, this this shutting down of this pipeline? It was already shut down. It was shut down in no, late August. No, I'm talking about the, the one that was just sent. Yeah, there was Nord Stream 1 was and Nord Stream 2. Right. And there was both. Well, it was already one, off. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But it is. It's an attack on Germany as well. Right, right. That's what I was thinking. There's, yeah, Germany relies on uh, over 50% of its natural gas and energy from Russia. It's an attack right, on so. German infrastructure. What does Germany own the other 49%? Um, I'm not sure about those exact details. Well, so whoever owns say. that thing, it was an attack on those countries. Mm. Philip R. says, formal invite for Jen Psaki to come on the pod would be great. I think the Canadian trucker honk honk meme. Ooh. I think for Tim, toot toot for the crystal flute. Okay. Uh, I'd love to have Jen, having Jen Psaki on the show would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I mean, she was brutally honest uh, recently when she talked about yes, Democrats in the midterms. She, she outright, she basically says, we are targeting Republicans as extremists because that's the path to victory for Democrats. Mm -hmm. She just said it. I'm like, well, now that she's not in the White House, she's just telling it like it is, I guess. I mean, I, I think she's wrong, and I think it's a horrible thing, but, you know. I think you least. see that a lot from a lot of the press secretaries when they leave. They have to try to regain some credibility. You know what I mean? And so they go out, and they're brutally honest about the most obvious things so they can, you know, so people can trust them again. Because when you're in that job, your whole job is just to say, just like we see when, with John Pierre, yeah. it's, it's, you have to say some crazy stuff. And Kojima Fire says, Tim, I regret to inform you that the Satan II missile is not Russia's most powerful nuke. That title goes to the Poseidon, a nuclear-powered torpedo that is autonomous and has a yield of 100 megatons. Yowza. Wow. So where we are right now, we're basically in Harper's Ferry. If a 100 megaton bomb hit DC, we would be caught in the fireball. Mm -hmm. And like for people who don't know, Harper's Ferry is like an hour and a half away from DC. That is a tremendous blast radius. That's just if it hits the ground. Is it airburst even no, air further? Airburst. Air yeah, ground bursts don't spread as much. They, they, they airburst all of them. It blankets the ground. Oof. I guess ground burst results in more um, after aftermath, I guess. Like it stays in the soil? It like stays on the ground and then starts rising up and spreading around. Whereas airburst, it's in the air, so it's already up and spreading around. So it like lingers in a concentrated area. Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. OMG Puppy says the neocon goal is to maintain U.S. global dominance and halt the formation of a pan-Asian economic bloc and prevent a multipolar world order. Which that's why wouldn't they get Russia and China involved? That's what I don't understand. If they want to prevent multipolar worlds, why not become a unipolar world and work together? Well, if that was the strategy, they would be trying to divide China and Russia against each other and playing them up. Uh, so in a way where they would be fighting each other, we're not doing that. We're doing policies that are bringing them together, which is dangerous. A.V. Weasel says, I want to see Alex Jones as press secretary. That would be <laughs> wild and hilarious to see. Agreed. 
or Michael fine. Malice. Well, if Michael yeah. Malice is press secretary, he could have Deputy Press Secretary Alex Jones. Oh yeah, yeah take could. the night off. Yeah, yeah take the night off. Or Jones. he could just bring him out. Yeah. yeah, like you can bring it however you want for the press conference. O o Obama did that once with Bill Clinton. He was having a rough time at it. He's like, you know, here, here's, here's Bill. You know, and it, take it, it, me back to that. the 90s. Yeah, let's take it back for a minute. And you talk about the economy. Can you, and, you just you know, imagine Southern draw and just you know Alex Jones standing up there, all <laughs> <while> the journalists. <laughs> and they'll be like, um, Mr. Deputy Press Secretary uh, Dave Smith, the president, is withdrawing our troops in Afghanistan. Don't you think this is dangerous? I think you're a globalist. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a globalist, and you want war. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, I'm, I'm a reporter for art. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it would just be screaming yeah. back and forth. I would love it. Yeah. They wouldn't even get any questions in. You would just be <laughs> ranting at the podium and yelling, you work, I'll tell you about CNN. You once reported one. And they'd, they'd be like, uh. Yeah. Nobody ends up showing up. So it's just a live stream of Alex ranting <laughs> at the podium. And all of a sudden he's replatforming. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, those could be, they could just have like Twitter questions and then you know Karine Jean-Pierre could just take like 15 Twitter questions and just say it they don't need people in the audience dude, dude, asking dude. questions that's what and our getting presidential ignored. debates no have become I mean uh, Guys, what do they take 15 Twitter questions if, if you thought the reaction to Donald Trump winning the presidency was bad imagine what'll happen if Dave Smith wins the presidency Ooh. it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's you're gonna get the Republican and Democrat leadership being like he's secretly a communist Nazi fascist yeah. uh, alien Rogan was like, Mars. imagine what they would say about baby, baby kicker. Russian. Baby kicker. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be, there'll be deep the fakes of like Dave, like with a bag of babies, <laughs> like throwing them off a bridge. It's just ridiculous, crazy nonsense. Because, you know, even with Trump, they didn't like him because of his America First policy, but Trump was not some guy who was going to be like anti-interventionist. Right. He, like, I, I don't want to say necessarily... He definitely did some good things in terms of the Abraham Accords, the peace agreements, and those were things that they really did not like. But Dave Smith's attitude towards all of this is that Trump was still bad. So imagine him getting in office with everything he would want to do in terms of rescinding all of this uh, interventionist policy. Oh, they their heads would explode. Yeah. It'd be so he was it. saying Trump gave a bunch of weapons to Ukraine that even Obama would yep. give to the Ukraine because he was afraid of inciting Russia. Trump is just like, whatever. No, well, but that's not it. It was... Russia is going to move in if they can. And if we make moves before it, we can prevent it from happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, if, the, if Joe Biden declared a no-fly zone over Ukraine before the invasion, mm -hmm. Russia would not have been able to invade without well, declaring war on us. And, and they called Trump crazy for doing things like that. But I want to I just say one thing. Eisenhower did the same thing. He used to say, I will use nuclear weapons at any given point that I want. And this is Dwight Eisenhower. And because of that, and from 1952 to 1960, absolute peace because they thought he was just crazy enough to do it and that's why we had four years of peace with trump you know what we need we need a video of trump sitting at his desk with a burrito and it's like the <laughs> like, imagine this the camera angle is on the desk slightly pointed up and he's just eating with one hand and then he has one finger over the button it says nuke russia and he just looks at the camera very slowly while he bites the burrito and then he just, just it's like 15 minutes. Didn't he video. do something like that where he said. And then he drops the burrito. Like, oh, oh no. Yeah, but well, wasn't there something like that uh, I just My saw that was finger. real where they said uh, he threatened a Taliban leader by showing him a picture of their house yes. or something like that? Yep. I was like, that is base. That is base. He probably just, you know, slid it right on over. He's like, mm, you know. But, but I you wanna, take I'll, what you want from that, okay, guys? Wanna, you take what you want. I just want to stress that, like, the, the point of that video is that Putin's going to be like, okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah. No war, no war. <laughs> Like, you know, That's true. But I think under Trump, the reason why Putin didn't invade was twofold. One, Trump was not interested in expanding NATO authority into Eastern Europe. And 
Putin kind of was worried that Trump was nuts. Right. Might press the button. Well, and so that, that unpredictability in a leader is not a bad thing geopolitically. It can keep things peaceful. Well, We've seen that at least in two times in the last 70 years, the 50s and during Trump's administration. But but it's important so, to know, we, don't, we still don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes with the Trump administration. But we, we do have, with we the have, Eisenhower we have, we have that story. Yeah, we have, we yes. have that with Eisenhower. Uh, but we still don't know what's going on here. And uh, Trump even made comments a couple of days ago saying that the threat of war, yeah. World War III is keeping him up at night. Yeah, but he's so, not there to stop it. You know what I'm saying? That That's part of it. How I mean, did he stop it? We don't know. Yeah. But there's we a lot of bravado. A, there's a lot of PR. We don't know what happened yeah. here, but, but yeah. We need yeah. a, we need to, someone, someone to draw like a manga style comic of uh, like, like a manga of Trump and then like Russia fires the nuke and then Trump catches it with a single hand and he's yeah. like holding it back as it's like, and then, and then he goes super saiyan and then throws it back at Putin. Putin's like, no. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bent knee record says, why are you silent on the Iran protests? The women of Iran are risking their lives to call for freedom against a religious fanatic dictatorship. They deserve your attention. Amen. It's true. Um, I suppose it's because there's a lot of things happening. We just, we prioritize what we think, you know, typically is the big news. But I will also say, you know, absolutely, I agree and respect to them. It's not the first time something like this has happened. Yeah. So I guess what well, happened from what I've heard is that a 22 year old girl wouldn't wear her hijab. And so the, the moral morality police, is that what they're actually officially called? The Iranian morality police? I don't know. Yes. What they're they grabbed her, put her in a van, beat her to death. To death. Yeah. yeah. Tortured well, that, her to death. That's the story. This is the story. story and there's, there's another story What's from the other, the other side. Uh, it's hard to believe, but, but it's also important to note here. There are some protests that are promoted and some that are completely ignored. But mm -hmm. when you see the corporate media right. and the U.S. government response to this, they're always in it. Is it well, agenda? And, behind and, and, the and U.S. government just, just probably wants second. a revolution in Iran. Yes. I, I, think it's very, I think it's very interesting that there, usually Iran will stop this very quickly. Mm -hmm. That that's something that uh, anytime there's been an uprising like this, other than when the Ayatollah took over itself, since then with it's the help been like of the CIA, right, right, right. Yeah. Since then, uh, any uprising that has just barely started gets immediately pushed down. And now I'm seeing pictures of shirtless women standing in front of religious yeah. things. And people and should it, have freedom. And people yes, should they should. Fight for the they absolutely always. should. Absolutely. Yeah. But what? But I think what you're saying is, is that mm, let's just watch it for a minute and make sure that this is all in the up and up and, and support those who need supporting. But, you know. Well, I would support out. any protest against yeah. any government. That's true. But yes, yes. Um, at the same time, we got to understand that there's bigger things at hand here being played that are manipulating the situation. <laughs> All right. Chandler Lee says, Mr. Ousley, you are my choir teacher in seventh and eighth grade at BMS. I'm glad to see you're doing hey. well, good sir. Ah. What's that? Chandler Lee. All right. How you doing, brother? What's good BMS? To see you. Oh, uh, 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 that's Blackwell <clears throat> Middle School. Oh, yeah. So this is Blackwell, Oklahoma. So very wow. small, awesome town, home of the Maroons. Do you like teaching yeah, choir? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, I miss choir. I miss teaching choir. But, you know, I'm out here. Maybe the fight. Maybe I can go back to it one day. So. Only Ever Wanted says, looks like Secret Invasion isn't just a new Marvel series coming soon with China exposed running secret police in U.S. and Canada. Yeah. We didn't get into that story. But oh, that's, yeah. Crazy. Maybe we could talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. China's got 50 in Europe, three in Toronto, and one in New York. They're secret Chinese police to police that's former and, and current citizens abroad. Yeah. That's, that's what the official that's statement is. That's the mission is. statement. But you Only think Chinese people are right. going to be affected. Like, the fact that a foreign government has law enforcement operating secretly on our soil is a... It, it's like, we're being colonized and invaded. But mm -hmm. the United States also does that as well. The NYPD yeah, has many branches outside of the United States working internationally everywhere as well. That's creepy, man. 
So they're just copying oh, wow. what we're doing. <laughs> Noah Rasbin says, I will not stand for the disgusting and uneducated Godzilla slander from last night. Andrew needs to educate himself on real film before speaking. Ooh, spicy. Mm. And it's a Gojira. Uh, not Godzilla. Gojira. Yeah, it was because uh, the Japanese film, they were saying Gojira. Andrew's and not then, a fan. <laughs> and then Americans thought that they were saying with an accent, Godzilla. Mm. They're saying Gojira. No, he just said something like there were a ton of, how many Godzilla movies have, have there been mm. so far? I am not a fan. I don't like giant fighting robots and monsters or any mm. of that stuff. Pacific Ram. I'm Voltron like, was cool. Man. It was because of five and one. You what, know, I do, what I do really want to see, and I think, I think it can unify the left and the right in the culture war. I think it can bring world peace, would be if uh, Dom in Fast and the Furious 10 gets superpowers, and they introduce superpowers into the Fast and the Furious cinematic universe, and then uh, maybe even the multiverse, you know, maybe, maybe uh, travel to other planets. You know, I'm open. I'm Maybe. Open. But, you know, just seeing Vin Diesel fly around with laser eyes like Superman, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's that would unify the world. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we need more fourth dimensional activity. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, right. let it in and out. Let's go. Whoa. Pulsing. Whoa. Let's grab some Super Jets. The Music Anon says, Tim, thank you for defending the flute yesterday. If we don't put a stop to the desecration now, it will be the same as when they went after statues a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Hate for them to go after an artifact of bigger value. There it is. It's very much like the uh, desecration of the statues. The word I was looking for is degradation. Yeah, I said desecration, but uh, the, the the moral foundation is sanctity degradation. Uh, de degradation. So sanctity is basically like you value, um, you you have a value to the to the icons and the symbols of of your country, of your ideas, of your history, of your people. And for me, the issue with the flute is that it was specifically an ornamental, unplayed flute. And they brought it on stage for this 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 clown show. Look, I got I don't I don't I have no disrespect towards Lizzo as a musician or anything like that. I'm just saying like her taking the flute, tuning it while twerking is it was like an unserious. It, for what purpose was it done? She didn't play a song with it for the crowd. She yeah. just was handed it and then degra uh, degraded it. It is no longer an ornamental, unplayed flute. It is now a spectacle for a Lizzo concert. Hmm. And what they're saying on Twitter. They're saying, the leftists, this is what you do after you conquer your, uh, after, after conquering your enemy, you humiliate them. Yeah. That's their, that's their, that's their idea. That's how they feel about this. And progressivism progresses. Well, it's yeah. different than someone taking and peeing on it, but I mean, it was a flautist. Well, that, that but that's the least. point. It's incremental. If it, it's always progresses little by slowly, but it only takes, you know, a chip, a chip, a chip, and then there's a crack in the dam and then it breaks. You know, it's, it's, it's like bankruptcy yeah. little by slowly. And then all at once. Here You Hate says, invite the last podcast on the left guys on. Um, I, I've heard of that, but I'm not familiar with what, what it is. What is it? Yeah, is it a leftist either. podcast or is it just a name? I imagine they are. I'm not sure. The first podcast on the right? Yeah, that would be us. No, I don't know. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they do. Yeah. Wyatt Kaldenberg says, Tim, can you get Mike Benz from Foundation for Freedom Online on the show? I saw him on TV and he is really sharp on internet censorship issues. Who's that? Mike Benz from Foundation for Freedom Online. I'll write that down. Uh, Blave K uh, Kaiser says, Tim, your deepfake story is the setup to the anime Dead Man Wonderland. Interesting. Matt Kelly says, James Earl Jones also retired and signed his Darth Vader voice rights over to AI, to Disney, right? Whoa. Yes, he did. Whoa. Yes, he did. Yikes. They bought him out. <laughs> they bought his voice. Here's the coolest thing. Here's the coolest thing. It's going to be a thousand, two thousand years. Earth is going to look exactly as it does. Aliens are going to show up and they're going to come down and there's going to be people running around doing stuff. And they're going to be like, oh, we found a civilization of, of, of you know, people. And 
then they're going to find out that there's no real people. They're all just AI imitating human thoughts and behaviors on a loop with no goals and no, no meaning, no path. And it's just like AI replicas of James Earl Jones walking around, 50 of them, <laughs> 50 Bruce Willis's. I'm thinking if corporations start offering people money to the rights to their person for the rest of eternity and people will be like, well, I've, I'm so desperate that okay. And then they'll take these contracts and then all of a sudden the money will become worthless and they'll be like, ah, uh, what? And they'll be like, sorry, you signed the contract. We didn't, you know, we couldn't control the value of the money. Well, an Elvis impersonations was the first part of this. You know, he, he sold his image. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's like, yeah. have you, have you guys played stray? Nope. No, the, it's the game where you plays the cat. Yeah, that game's amazing. Mm. Yeah, okay. part of me wishes that like it was a lot longer, but I get. It. I think it's like an indie game, but it's basically it's 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 when I first heard about it, it's like you play as a cat doing cat stuff, and I was like, uh huh. But then you actually figure out what the game's really about. It's about post-apocalyptic world, and there are robot helpers. Spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't want to learn this stuff, but I'm going to mention it. So the game's been out for a little while. There are these robots that are walking around doing stuff. And originally, they were just helper AI bots that would do what humans told them to do. But after a really long time, with humans being gone, they slowly started to evolve and adapt their AI and become more human-like. And so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool game. I feel like we should have Graham Hancock on the show someday. I don't know if you know him, Luke. Have you worked uh, with um, Graham? I, I haven't, no. He's talking about Atlantis. He talks a lot about Atlantis. Has been for a long time. And uh, that he, he would be that, great. He would be awesome yeah, for that, a deep they, dive. They didn't wear their you know, their wealth with modesty. They, they basically became gratuitous. And, and I think maybe we might be seeing that in modern society. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Steve Graves Radio says, YouTube is heavily suppressing content that discusses the climate agenda. It is so discouraging trying to glow, grow my channel as a dissenter of the mainstream establishment narrative. I would be honored to get a sub from Timcast and We Are Change. Shout out to Steve Graves Radio. Mm-hmm. Ideas should be allowed. If you cannot defeat, look, if there's some dude on YouTube with like a thousand subs, and he's like, I think the world is flat. And you're like, oh no, our ideas can't defeat this person. Then you've got bad ideas. Yeah. And you've got bad spokespeople. And you need to focus on how you can easily debunk things like flat earth. Yo, it's crazy that people think the earth is flat. I just, it's, it's my I know, mind. it's like indication of social decay for sure. Yeah. Like why would you revert to some 2,000 year old weird it's not fantasy? A, it's not a 2,000 year old fantasy. It never happened. Humans never thought the world was flat. Must have been ancient humans were nope. like they didn't know any different because they're walking on yeah, what they think it, is. It's flat like land. a psyop within a psyop. But they because weren't thinking they, about it because then. they saw the boats on the horizon go down and they went, oh, it's round. Right. And then it was uh, Aristosthenes, I believe, was was, was the guy, and they uh, measured the the towers' uh, shadow angle mm-hmm. or whatever, and then were like did the math. There's a guy I watched uh, who was a flat earther who said it's impossible to have actually measured the shadows from great distance because how would he how would he have communicated? And I'm like. He told the guy, go over there and then measure the shadow at this point in time, <laughs> and I'll go over here and do it, and we'll see if they're different, because they weren't that far away. Right. Dude, you got to pull up a picture of Aristosthenes' profile, because he is the definition of big brain. Mm. Big brain. This huh? dude has a big brain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Brilliant, man. Let's grab a couple. Let's just do a couple more super chat. We'll grab one more. Phantom Walker X says, Timcast member from Austria here. Just want to say, hope you guys can still turn that ship around for all of us. Yes. Delta, one more. Delta 99 report card says, Fast and the Furious and Speed Racer crossover equals world peace. I'm down. 
I'm just kick, kick it up a notch, everybody. Hey, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member over at TimCast.com because we got a particularly spicy members only show, Uncensored, coming up. It's talking about, uh, I can't say too much because YouTube isn't, is, it doesn't like naughty talk, but uh, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Head over to TimCast.com, sign up. And again, smash that like button. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Mark, you want to shout anything out? Uh, yeah, the, the Unwokable podcast. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Substack, unwokable.substack.com. I'm also starting a little organization called Fathers Defending Daughters. You can find me at Give, Send, Go. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. It's yeah, been right. great. Thank you so much for coming. My YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash we are change. AOC got nothing on me. Watch out, Alex Stein 99 and two days ago I did a video specifically on Victoria Newland. it is definitely worth the watch she has her hand in Ukraine for a very long time youtube.com forward slash we are changed see you there your uh your jersey's a little wrinkled wrinkled you say yeah you oh do you <laughs> I just want to watch you dance around Luke I know you do I hate I to see you go but I love I think to watch you leave I got a free one for the producers of um for Fast and Furious Speed Racer goes so fast that he breaks through the time space barrier and warps through dimensions landing next to Vin Diesel or whoever's in the, the movie and now you've got to cross or you just got to get the rights I want to remind you that at 2pm tomorrow Eastern Standard Time I'll be meditating in a deep trance for at least five minutes and I'm going to let it roll as long as I feel you do the same be there with me in the in the ether and I'll see you there and at 3 o'clock tomorrow p.m. Eastern Standard Time I will be doing Pop Culture Crisis on YouTube check it out Pop Culture Show on Twitter I'll see you then well Ian has a busy schedule for tomorrow afternoon you guys should all join him and wishing him to do th- whatever you want him to do and see if it works <laughs> you guys can follow me on twitterminds.com at sourpatchlitz as well as sourpatchlitz.me we will see all of you over at timcast.com thanks for hanging out bye guys